What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Force Sensitive. And I have a tired crew today. Not everybody got enough sleep. We were too excited. We were too excited to record the show and talk about the history of Star Wars. So today I have my uh, sexy and slightly anorexic host, Gort. I've been awake for 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I have our guest today, a individual who is been to my house he's hung out he's been a guest on nerd rage he has uh, attended skull fest and he has also sent me some toys i think to review if i'm if memory serves if it's true yeah so today i am joined with jason oregon or oregon jason depending on what day it is that i'm talking about him on nerd rage and also how you pronounce oregon that's true i, I like to pronounce <laughs> it like it's from lord of the rings yeah it does make it feel special <laughs> the, the eye of oregon um, well, just, just drop the O from oregano. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, so let's not let's not waste too much time. I did see uh, Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, for the second time this past week. Nice. So um, I'm I'm a little anxious to get to that aspect of the conversation. But but we have to in order to get there, we have to start at the beginning. And Jason, what was your first memory of Star Wars? Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I actually had I had to like go back and like ask my folks a couple of questions because like you, you, when you're super young, there's certain things where you're like, I remember it this way, but like maybe that's not exactly how it went out. Right. So I remember seeing Return of the Jedi for whatever reason in the theater. Okay. And I was born in uh, January of '81, okay. so I was like, I would have been super little if we went and saw it in the proper theatrical release. But I'm kind of the way that I remember it was it was one of those really like cheap movie theaters that like plays a movie that's like a year or two old and you get in for three bucks and you know that that's kind of what it was and and i remember happy birthday by the way yeah thank you Mm -hmm. thank you um but like i I remember being in that it's like a it's one of those like super fuzzy memories but like really sticks in your head right and i remember being uh really into uh like the throne room stuff and like like who this Vader guy is. And I remember being super into the Ewoks, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Uh, I'm definitely one of the few people that, you know, because that was my kind of my first movie and my introduction. I'm like, Hey, I was little like Ewoks appealed to me. I'm into these Ewoks also a little afraid of them, but we can get into that later. (laughs) Um, the, are you and I'm probably the only dude excited to see that cameo in Rise of Skywalker, where you see the like a blink and you miss it, and you'll see uh, see the Ewok. Looking oh up. no, you are not alone. No, no, I definitely <laughs> got it. You there? So yeah, yeah so yeah, that yeah. was kind of that that was my first memory of it. Um, before I was born, kind of a fun, interesting thing is uh, to the chagrin of my mother, uh, my folks when they got married, their honeymoon was seeing the premiere of the original star Wars when it came out. No shit. Um, wow. Yeah. You know, my, for my mom, it's like, yeah, we didn't have any money. And you know, he took, he took us to the shit movie. Uh, <laughs> and that was what we, what we went and saw, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun because, you know, you, you're sitting around and you're talking about like, you know, your parents' wedding, wedding, you know, uh, what they did. She's like, yeah, we went and saw this. It was kind of, you know, my dad's was, left the movie like that's amazing this is the greatest piece of cinema that's ever been done i'm sure my mom was like "Mm, well i'm not sure if i've made the right choices (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i mean so, so jedi was kind of it for me um my grandparents 
we, we lived super remote. I mean, you could argue a lot of Oregon is probably remote, uh-huh. but like we lived super remote even for Oregon. But my, my grandparents had like a, like a video store. And so at the time, like we had access to like those VHS movies when they would first come out, even though they were, you know, crazy, ridiculous, expensive. Right. And so I definitely remember us having on, you know, regular repeat the various Star Wars movies in, in, um, in the video store. And the area that we lived uh, was super snowy. I mean, it's kind of up in the mountains, really high elevation. So like from, say, you know, late September, early October through May, like, you know, there's six feet of snow everywhere. Hmm. So watching them out of order, I mean, as, as, a, as a young kid, you know, like you know, four or five, six, like watching them out of order, I didn't really have the context to understand that, you know, Hope was first and, and Empire was second. And then you watch Return of the Jedi. I just remember I'm like, well, there's the snow one. <laughs> right, right, right. There, there's there's the one with the woods. And then, you know, there's that other one with uh, with the Death Star that blows up in the desert. Um, and, I, and, you know, I like them all. But, you know, there's these, these scenes that really mean something to me at each one. And, you know, like every kid does, you go outside and you play pretend. So, like, if it's the winter time and we've got six feet of snow, I'm like, Let's uh, let's let's watch Empire several times, and you know we can go outside and play snow speeders and walkers and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, a fun thing is where where uh, all the stuff on Endor was shot is a place I spent a lot of time as a kid. Uh, so that area is it, they shot in several different areas. I found later, but. Basically, there's there's a, a company that has some private property out in Northern California, an area called Del Norte. So there was um, there's a little town called uh, Hoochie or Hayuchi. Everybody makes fun of it, right? Because uh, the the horrible name that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, where where we would go, and uh, they have an archery shoot there. They they would rent out the land uh, for various things. Obviously, for filming movies, they would rent it out for these archery shoots. And as a kid, like. I was super into archery, but like, you know, it's like deer and elk and stuff and like that, all that stuff's fun or whatever. But this particular shoot was like a fantasy shoot. So instead of like having like deer and antelope and elk and things like you'd shoot it like little wolves and like little wizard guys. And it was all set in the Redwood Forest. It was, it was, it was, it left an impression because right. of that. Right. And, uh, it was one of the, the few places where you would go and you would camp overnight. So you know, we would we would drive in. It was like maybe an hour and a half drive from where we lived. We would pull in, you know, to the redwoods. We would set up our like our, our tents and stuff, and we would have this archery shoot, and then we would camp at night. And my dad was like, "Hey, you know, you know that movie you like the 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 Star Wars movie? Like th- this is this is where the Ewoks live. Like this is where that was where that was filmed." And uh, it just like it used to really like capture my imagination, like being there. And and he used to he used to fuck with me too because he'd you know be running around not doing what I'm supposed to do, and he'd be like, "All right, well you, you really need to get closer to the campfire and come come get in your in your sleeping bag because you know this is the time of night those Ewoks that they're uh, they're coming out looking for for people to put on their spits." <laughs> that certainly is not going to help your fear factor later on in life regarding the Ewoks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like it's funny because I remember the spot that we would always camp. It's like this kind of like stumpy area, and like I in my mind's eye, I can't remember what scene it is. But like I'm, 
there's a scene with Leia in the movie, and I'm like, I know this is the same place. Like, this is definitely that same stump. And I remember when I would see it in the movie, I'd be like, I know where that is. Like, I've crawled on that. Like, like right. and having that feeling of like, it, it's more real because like, it's like you could almost touch it, right? Like, I've been there. Like, like I see it. It kind of makes it, you know, more uh, more magical, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would love to see all that stuff, like uh, the, that. The what is it? Tunisia, whatever that where the Tatooine was. Yeah. Um, I would. I, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but whatever. I would love to see all that stuff. I'd be down for all that. Yeah, I think I think Tunisia. I think that'd be fun for like two hours before the sun. Oh, came up. well. So let me say. <laughs> let me say that. Let me say this as well. I think. I think all of it would be fun for about twenty minutes. You know, like yeah. even like the, the Octu Island with all those birds. <laughs> you know, I'd I'd be like, "Yep, this is great." All right, let's get a picture. Uh, one with the mask, <laughs> one without the mask. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on about our day now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Does anybody happen to know anything about puffins that they were replacing with the porgs? Uh, I just know that during the Force Awakens, it was mating season. I know that when I was watching the the movie, I was distracted by the amount of birds. I was talking about it on Nerve Rage, and uh, Adam he was even like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Man, you can see there's like fucking birds all over that place," and um, it was just distracting. Like it, it, it's almost like it reminded me of like what it would be like to have like a bunch of wa- like you know uh, mosquitoes around you or something. Of just like so many, and yeah. and then uh, and then I heard later on that the porgs were used to cover up some of them because it was uh, mating season. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, how loud would that have been? Like, mating season, for sure, I would think they're making all kinds of noise, but just in general. Because, like, the porgs in the movie, they just don't stop. And right. is that covering up actual sound uh, during the recording? Yeah, that's a good question. You think? That's a good question. I, I would imagine that... I, I think the porgs were, came from a place of uh, being pragmatic. Like, I think that's the origin of the porgs, was to cover up real-world film problems. Like um, the Chewbacca actor bringing a puffin onto the Millennium Falcon cockpit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one one can hope. One can hope. You know, the sad thing about like you know you saying like yeah, it'd be fun to go there and and take twenty minutes and get a shot is uh, unfortunately all of that area where that was filmed, the dude uh, sold it to a lumber company and it's all been it was clear cut. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, it's awesome that you got to go there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, I want to say it was, like, around 2005, I was driving over. Because the area where it is is, like, maybe, I don't know, 10, 10 15 minutes from the ocean. And um, it's, I remember I was driving over to go to the to the coast, you know, spend a day, you know, get some fish and chips, kind of have a good time. And we, I just, I drove past the area. And there's, where it's situated, you kind of, there's redwoods everywhere there. But the spot where it was filmed, like you kind of like you come up on it, like you'll make a turn and suddenly just there it is. You can see it, the road that you would turn to go up to everything. Right. And I remember kind of coming over that turn and being like, oh, my God, like it's like it's just it's just a field like it's it's all gone. Right. And it was just that the, the feeling of like, oh, man, I can't believe they did that. I mean, I, I like I get it. There's a lot of money in those trees like those are those are kind of a, a yeah. hard commodity to come by. But it, I got to say, like, you know, like anything else, you drive past an old family home or something, it's just not, not there anymore. You're like, oh. Yep. Yeah, that's that I mean that's it's sad. Yeah, hashtag sad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um the other thing that I remember too about that movie is like I I, I know that they show like the back of his head in Empire, but like I was obsessed with the idea of like 
what Vader looked like under the helmet and like you know the ending scene when I, I, what is it Sebastian Shaw I think that's yeah. the name of the actor like yeah. when you take the helmet off I'm like dude look at that dude's barbecued face like what's what's with that <laughs> yeah I was like I want I want to know more about that you know what's funny I didn't and, get the burned impression at all as a kid like I it, I was just like what is this like what, what like Humpty Dumpty with the crack in the top of his head <laughs> you know like I, I I was disappointed as a kid with the way that he looked. You know, and, I, and I, I certainly didn't grasp the idea that he was a burn victim. Like, to me, a burn victim, I guess, looked like Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? So, like, it was a... You know when you cut yourself and you put a Band-Aid on it and then you put it in the water? And then, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like that, that's what it looked yes, like. Yes, yes, yes. So you leave the Band-Aid on way too long. And you yes. Take, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I agree. I agree. I, I remember also, too, like, being, like, a little bit like, like, this guy feels like kind of like an old man. Like, like it feels weird that like yeah. you imagine like what he would be like, like this, I don't know how old he would be or like what kind of like shape is it like, like this guy definitely has too many pancakes in the morning. Like he's super old. <laughs> yeah. 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 It certainly wasn't <laughs> what I expected. Yeah. Um, I'm like, does Darth Vader take blood pressure medicine? I feel like he takes blood pressure medicine. <laughs> 100% he does. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I was thinking about this, uh, cause there certainly must have been like you know Jedi merch available around the time that the movie came out, and I'm sure it was probably. But like, I didn't have any. Like, I was super into the movie, but like, I didn't have any of the stuff. But like, I remember I had this friend that lived down the way from me, and I say down the way because like in this area of Oregon, like your closest neighbor would be like you know a quarter mile, half mile walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like my rich friend Matt, mm-hmm. <laughs> and dude, dude was affluent. You know, he had very well to do family, kind of had everything. You know, he had like basically everything star wars he had like multiple voltrons all the he-man stuff i mean mm-hmm. his transformers everything um and he like the area where i live like I said it was six feet of snow most of the time from like late october through may and like he had like all the hoth shit like he had the the rebel base and he had like three walkers and he had like a shit Whoa. ton of stormtroopers wow and we would just go outside and like dig these like you know, big snow, like digging the snow Trenches. banks, like have yep. all these located. Yeah. Yep. And, and it, that like, that almost had a bigger impression on me at the time than like some of the stuff in, in the movie. Cause like, it's just there, he, there was so much stuff that like, I don't remember seeing much of in the movie. Um, and like all these, you know, he had all these characters. And I'm like, who, who, who the fuck's that guy? Like, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> class two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so we would go outside, you know, you'd have the speeders and you have the walkers and we'd knock the walkers over and you know, play with all these things. And of course, like a bunch of these things are white. You're playing in white snow and eventually you're going to lose things. Uh, so, you know, as the as the play sessions would go on through the wintertime, we would start losing figures, start losing, you know, toys and things like that, because, you know, your parents would be like, you need to come in and spend 10 minutes in here, warm up, have a hot cocoa you, while you're inside. It like snows a foot of snow. And so you just lose all that shit like it's just gone. Uh, if, and if, if you dig through the snow and you can't find it, you don't find it. Uh, so we would have the concept of like second Christmas, like in May when the snow would melt, you can go out and find all the shit that you like lost in the snowbanks. <laughs> second Christmas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like I remember, like I, I don't, there must've been a gap between return of the Jedi and me actually seeing the other stuff like on VHS, because I remember stuff like he had like a death star place. And I remember thinking like, it was kind of cool, but I didn't really grasp or like what it was. Right. And, 
I, for whatever reason, I have this memory of like he had a like a Darth Vader, and I'm like, why doesn't its helmet come off? Like, like mm, I, this, mm. I want to see this barbecue situation underneath. <laughs> like, and I'm not seeing it, and like this is ruining my play pattern. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like that was kind of, and and that was it. Like, I caught it on the very tail end. You know, like, like. Return of the Jedi, I think, was kind of like the last media yeah. to come out for like a really long time. Yeah, significant media anyway. Yeah, and where where we lived, we got one channel. And so like, I think later in life, I was aware of the Ewok movies. <laughs> um, those, timeless, like, I don't, those timeless classics? Yeah, they, 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 the, 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 what is it, the Caravan of Courage, mm-hmm. I don't know what the other one is. Uh, Battle of Endor, I think. Yep. Yeah. There's there's one of them with like with like a, a little girl and she's got like she's got like really super curly hair. That's Caravan that's, of Courage. That's that's both of them. Oh, yeah. she's both. Um, yep, Sindel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like like I definitely remember seeing it. Like one of them maybe is sometimes kid. Maybe it was maybe it was on a rental. And I like I said, I'm like, dude, that girl does not know how scary these things are. <laughs> it's the brother that's not in both, right? The brother gets killed in the second one. Oh yeah, he, he he's there for like one line of dialogue. And he gets yeah. killed right away. <laughs> Contract. I think I think the mother was just dead already. They probably had the body double or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of brutal on the ground. <laughs> it's like the. It's unfortunately all the brutal stuff kind of happens off screen, but like yeah, the, uh, yeah. it's which, kind of a tragic is, story. Well, it's kind of fucked up because the first movie is all about like gotta save the family, gotta go on this grand journey, save the parents <laughs> from this you know giant gorilla. And then what happens? We kill them all. Yeah, that giant <laughs> girl Wars, that I found kill the parents that I found horrifying. Dude, dude sad. Yeah, dude, sad. <laughs> sad. Uh, at least they didn't divorce. The uh, the, the the that giant monster man. I, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I like it. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. I don't know what it was. Like I couldn't handle it. I was like, turn this off. I don't like this. There's something about it. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want any parts of this. I would watch that movie up until that part, and then I would like, I would like beg my grandmother to turn it off. Yeah, like I remember that kind of being in the pocket of like, uh, was it the Never Ending Story and like the Dark Crystal? Like, it's not that you know the, the characters' models themselves were certainly super scary, but like the way that the like puppets and stuff were crafted or the stop motion was done just had like a like a janky look to it, and like that itself was sort of unnerving, I think, to yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so 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 your your original trilogy era was basically kind of introduced to you with Return of the Jedi. Then you started kind of consuming all of it. It all became like this meddled, uh, muddied uh, kind of story of you know what Star Wars is, as opposed to separate films. You weren't much into the collecting aspect, but you had friends that were, so you were familiar with the stuff. And yep. and a lot of that is probably because you were kind of catching the tail end of it. I'm I'm right about all of this so far, right? Yeah, I think so. I, the funny thing was, like, you know, like like any kid, like I like toys. Like I, I was kind of questioning myself uh, before I came on. I was like, I wonder why, like, why I didn't have that stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I think it's because we were dirt poor. That's probably why. Well, so that's the reason why a lot of people had Star Wars figures, though, is because they were cheap. You know, like like your, your parents could buy you one for a buck or a buck fifty. You know, I think they were two bucks towards the end, but like. That, 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 I think that's one of the reasons why that line was so successful was because it was so affordable. Yeah, yeah, and it, it may have had something to do with the fact that, like, I remember, you know, due to the you know financial situation or whatever at the time, like, like I didn't, I never got like a lot of big stuff, and like I was way more into the vehicles, right? 
as far as the play pattern went. Right. And like that shit wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Like, like I was not going to get an X wing. I was not going to get the Millennium Falcon. Like that shit was was not going to happen. Yeah, my um, dad bought me, I think the Millennium Falcon for Christmas one year. But he didn't get me a whole lot of vehicles either. Most of my vehicles and stuff came from the uh, from hand me downs from my junkie cousin. Um, junkie cousin, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's got one. Yeah. So um, you know, junkies are like that. They just pop up like whack a mole. So th- then you continue on. So like, would you say that you're like, um, you know, being as though you kind of came in at the tail end of it, being as though you didn't get into the collecting aspect of it, but obviously enjoyed it. Were the kind of dark times problematic for you at all, or were you just like, "Oh, that was a that was a phase that was fun, and now we're moving on with the rest of our life"? You know, the timing of stuff. I I think it worked out well for me because you know other things kind of were taking my attention in that like that pocket of time, but like you know the movies were still around because like you know, VHS is becoming more popular. Like I think at some point we had our own copies of the movies, and you know my dad was pretty into it we, we would watch them on the regular i don't know what the timing of it would have been exactly like we didn't have we didn't have the games for the original nes but like we definitely had super star wars and i think super empire strikes back for the snes those games were hard as hell they yeah. were they were but like i i remember really being into the graphics particularly on uh, super empire yeah um and like like i played the shit out of yeah those they games. were fun man i'd love to play them again I got the uh, I forget what they call the the like I used to call it the F zero chip, but like the the like the way the screen would turn for like the vehicle levels, like mm-hmm, the ship mm-hmm. yeah. sticks out. <laughs> uh, but what made it kind of fun with the timing was like because it wasn't sort of like there wasn't a lot of stuff to consume, there wasn't like this big thing. Like I remember when it must have been just before. Did Shadows of the Empire, did, did that big push, did that come before or after the, the special editions? It was before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, like when Shadows of the Empire started to get marketed, like, that shit hit me hard. Were you like, into like any like of the was, other EU stuff before that, or was that kind of the first thing that hit you? It was the first thing that hit me. Like, okay. I feel like I was, I was aware that, like, books might exist, mm-hmm. but, like, I didn't have any of them. Like, there was, you know... Oregon is not necessarily a paragon for having like a lot of like like uh, merchandise and stores. Yeah, well, that's fucking live. hard to get the shipments past the orcs, I would imagine. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But like, I remember like you know you guys have talked about it on past shows, but like when Shadows of the Empire like hit, like that shit was everywhere. Like you could go to any store and find yeah. something. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Is it the most kind of marketed? Uh, merchandisable novel that the world has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, huh. like it was. It worked on me. Like, like, like Shadows of the Empire was big. I was like, it's been long enough that like this sort of feels like an old trend that's kind of like coming back. Right, this, right, right. It's this new story. Um, like I played the shit out of the N sixty four game. Like I love that game. Um, the also, same, like no, also had some yeah. hard parts. Yeah, like well, the, like. Sometimes, like, I would just boot that game up and just play, like, all the Hoth stuff. Oh, and the Wampas, man. Thinking about the Wampas gives me anxiety. That room with, like, three of them. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) It took, like, like 10,000 laser bolts to kill one of those things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just like the movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
but like I remember like because you know like all the stuff on Hoth kind of had a big impact on me because it like you know the area remember remind me of place I live like like the idea that you could fly a speeder and like shoot the cable and like wrap around like that shit was fun yeah like I loved that um I did want to mention that I, I I was I was hoping I would be the first other than Gort but like I had the soundtrack oh really so let's go through it did you have did you read the novel uh, so I read the novel. Okay. Did you ever get the comic? I didn't get the comic. We didn't have a comic book store where I lived. Okay. Oh. Did you ever get the figures? I, so I had the figure set. There was a, there was a figure set of Shizor and Vader that you could get <laughs> mm-hmm. together. Uh-huh. And I had, I had that because like, I'd never had for whatever, like for whatever reason, like, like the Vader toys, like that shit like resonated with me because I was super into the original one when I, when I was little, I was like, I, I'm going to get my own Vader. Like mm-hmm. and it came with this with Cheezor and I was like, all right, well he's all right, I guess I'll get him with it. <laughs> uh, so I had that. And then I, I think there were like micro machine sets or I don't know if they called them micro machine sets. There was, the time. there yeah. was uh Galoob did like actual micro machines, but there was also the action fleet sets, but I think they only did uh Shizor ship, the Virago and a swoop with like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, like I remember I had like the little, like the little dudes on the little like bases, you know, like they, they just kind of stood there. Like, yeah. I, I guess they were kind of like mi- my first miniatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had some of those, and I, and I had bought like all that stuff. Um, so did that get I, you I, into the collecting aspect, or, or had you gotten into it a little bit prior? I, you know, it's as far as the Star Wars collecting, like that was really the first stuff that I bought, and That's for insane. whatever reason, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, like like it didn't go anywhere. Like I, I had like I had those two figures. I feel like later on I I had some of like maybe it was like I, I dabbled a little bit in some of the power of the four stuff. Mm-hmm. But like specifically from Shadows of the Empire, like I just had the miniature, like like the, the, the micro machine stuff and I had I had that Shizor and that Vader. I feel like maybe I had like a Leia in like was it the bot is it bosch like i feel like i might have had that that might have been a shadows of the empire thing that i had um, yeah i think it was but it's crazy it's it's just crazy that like how successful that film was in terms of getting into your pocket i mean that, that book was in terms of getting into your pocket you know yeah i mean in mine as well uh and you had the video game as well so like you had everything but the comic you had four out of five you're you're in the elite branch Mm, mm. yeah it's funny too because i i remember that was the transition for me where like when cds were becoming like more popular and i don't think it was my first cd but it might have been my second cd wow was was that soundtrack my first one of course being the soundtrack to mortal Kombat. that's an epic music (laughs) by the immortals yes (laughs) (laughs) that was definitely one of my first cds as well it's so good and so ridiculous uh, I remember, I remember real, quick, real quick aside a footnote about that. Uh, it just something that like I remember going to uh, you know just just like it's just Adam and I's kind of relationship. But I remember driving. We were driving to Pennsylvania for some con. My dad was taking us to like some miniature con, and we were listening to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack and that uh, Chinese Ninja Warrior. And he was like, "There were there, there are no ninjas in China." I was like, "Oh, what do you know about it?" Just like. I, <laughs> <laughs> just go with it jesus that's like when somebody tells you there's no sound in space when you watch any of these movies right 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 terribly boring wouldn't it right exactly so uh so yeah i mean it it bagged you it bagged yeah. you 
I, I do remember at the time that was like one of the first times I remember being aware of like one particular thing with the marketing. I was like, who's this Dash Rendar guy? Like that guy's definitely like a discount hand solo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Did, um, so how did that, it was that, I mean, that was obviously, that was the blueprint for how they were going to move forward with everything, but specifically episode one, but how did the special editions hit you? So, I, like I was super into into it when the special editions came out. Um, I I remember going and seeing each one of them in the theater multiple times because I I don't remember if it came out after or like it was before. And it was like a promotional thing, but like I remember seeing like some sort of video on maybe it was the making of some of the special edition stuff, and like they were kind of going over like I, I remember for whatever reason, the one that sticks out to me is like the Java scene that they added. Oh in, yeah. Cause they were, they were very proud of themselves for that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but I remember seeing that. And I remember being like, Oh my God, like this, this there's, there's like, there's these new parts of the story that they're adding in and all these new things. It's going to be so great. And, and uh, I, I remember going in and being like, man, this, this, this Java is pretty bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> this, this looks really bad. <laughs> I remember. I remember thinking to myself, like, it doesn't look like him. Like, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't necessarily think it. Like, in my head, I don't think I was like, man, the digital effects of this are bad. I was just like, this doesn't. This looks like, like, like I don't know, Baba. It's like this. Mm-hmm. this like this looks like his cousin or something. Like it's uh, his junkie just cousin. The color of him looked wrong. Like they couldn't yeah. even get that. Yeah. 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 Like, like the texture of his skin and just like yeah, it, it looked wrong. Yeah. No. It. And I don't. I guess maybe like I remember hearing about the idea of it before I saw like maybe even the making of it. And I was like, well, why didn't they, why, why didn't they get the, you know, the big, the big slimy puppet? Like, and that felt like right. the right thing to do. You uh, know what? I bet if somebody actually, well, Lucasfilm or, or, or ILM, whoever, if they had gotten a new puppet together and just matted that in there, that would have looked better. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, not for nothing, I kind of wish that Star Wars would forever kind of continue that tradition where, like, every time they re-release, like, a box set, there was something different about them. McClunky. What'd you say? What'd you say? McClunky. McClunky? Yeah. I don't know what that means. You didn't catch it? You didn't? Really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. You'll, you'll find out next time you watch uh, Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I see. I've, I've never watched it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But, well, like... I mean... I do well, wish I do too. wish there was always something like a new little Easter egg or something to like notice and appreciate and like I kind of like that. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's well, and it's funny too because they've changed so many stuff so many times that like I have a hard time keeping it all straight in my head. Like what? Yeah, same. Like yeah, like like the special editions. Like they change stuff in the special editions, but they also change stuff after Episode One came out. I think mm-hmm. after maybe some of the prequels yeah. came out. Yeah. And in my mind's eye, I'll remember, like, oh, no, it's always been that. I was like, no, it, it wasn't. Like, right. It was this before. Um, but, yeah, like, I saw I, I saw all of them multiple times in the theater. Um, I remember getting the super rare Power of the Force Luke Skywalker exclusive that I think they maybe gave out with Jedi. Oh, yeah, it had the, it was uh, on the green card, special, yeah. like, sticker on it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I remember I, I had I was like, oh, I got one. I was like, I was like, I'm going to be collectible rich now that I've got the super <laughs> rare. And like, like, I remember going to the store like the next day and they had like a like that's exact same thing. I'm like, just in a cover car. Like, oh, oh, OK, this is not yep. that special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like I 
I remember being really excited about like to go in and see some of the stuff that they changed. Like I remember being kind of disappointed in the job of seeing like, like, oh, you know, like Bob, Boba Fett's there. Like that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Voice didn't sound right, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and I remember like the thing that stood out to me, particularly in the first one, was like the stuff that they did with the X wings, like coming yeah, in yeah. or the yep. death. I was like, dude, that shit is awesome. Like that. That's how I remember it in my mind's eye. And. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they changed the explosion of the Death Star too, didn't yeah. they? Like they kind of like made it a bigger thing. Just, just the ring. The they ring. didn't change the rest of it. I mean, we all know things uh, when they explode, they have a big ring. Like this, yes, so. a ring oh, of yeah. fire. The, yeah. The the, uh, the I remember the one of the ones I liked the most was when you know Han like is coming around the corner chasing those stormtroopers and then like you see <laughs> yeah. inside the door and it's like <laughs> it used to be like ten and now it's like a million. Yeah, like, I, I, like I, a Tie Fighter hanger. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's what, like that's one of my favorite changes. Like it's just like it's so like it's such like a, a solo thing to like walk into that sort of a problem. You um, know, people always zero in on like the Greedo thing, and and that is where the McClunky thing comes in. Um, but like the Rontos and and some of the stuff in Mos Eisley, I I actually love everything about Mos Eisley except maybe the Rontos. Like they're just it's not they're a bad looking creature. They just look out of place yeah so it's it's how it's how they used it but a new hope just like empire i think it got kind of the better of all the changes and return of the jedi is the uh you know yeah, got that's, the short end of the stick yeah there. That, it's just that dead that musical number man it's like it's such a disappointing moment it's like I, it's I cringy think- yeah i think the, all the hard stuff in jedi is all the stuff on tatooine like because i mean Arguably, the Zar- the Sarlacc's not very good either. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, 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 th- I think that the Sarlacc seemed more menacing. I one thousand percent agree. Yeah, like I get yeah. what they're going for, but I, I like it the first time around. Yeah, a sand, a sand vagina with teeth is just more menacing <laughs> than a fucking plant in the sand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I was, it's just you know, it's it's just the truth. I hate to be the one to say it. And I feel like they added the burp and stuff later too, because I don't. Feel no, like that was there. No, that was always that there. Was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I remember. It's funny. I, I wanted to have time to look at it before uh, the show, but I didn't get a chance. Like, I wanted to go back because I couldn't remember. I think there was originally a dance number in that scene before they before they did it in Jabba's palace, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, it was Lapty Neck. Uh, you know, and I miss Yub Nub. You know, Yub Nub was, was cut out for the new musical I, bit. I, I miss that as well, but I have to admit, I think the new musical number is better. It it is. Yeah, like I miss I miss the dum, 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 dum. I, mean, I, miss, I miss that too. But like, I, but at the same token, it's like oh yeah, but this is better, and it's and it feels grander. The the new it music. does. Yeah, it does. It's more thematic to the movie. Yes. And you're closing out at that point in time what is now to be a six part right uh, story. Right. And 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 Yub Nub that that does sound like how the Ewoks get down, but it doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> yub Yub, they, they need they need so, their name. And, yeah. and and real quick, while we're on the uh, the the Ewoks, and I'm not sure if this was in the special editions or in the Blu-ray, or I can't keep it all straight, much like yourself. But what do you find more terrifying, non-blinking Ewoks with the stare of death, or blinking Ewoks? Yeah, like, it's funny. Like, it's one of those things that I forget until I see it, and it, it can be a little jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gord and I were talking about a little bit, actually, mm-hmm. before the show, because, like, it's one of those things that's like, ah, maybe maybe they've got some crocodile DNA. It's like those little crocodile lips. Yeah, like, the flaps. They show up. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of appear from nowhere. 
and I was saying if they animated it to look like they add, a, you know, a lid at all times, it probably would look better. But y you don't really notice it after a little bit. It's like that first glimpse of Wicked is bad. Yeah. After that, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, honestly. But but I was curious of which one you find more troubling. Yeah, I would say I would say like it's probably a net improvement. I would say that the original is probably more troubling <laughs> to me. I've gotten used to it. Okay, if, fair enough. If it was never pointed out, I don't think I would have even thought about it. The blinking? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't see Jawas blink their eyes. Like, is that the next change? God, I hope Little not. Little lights go out? That would actually that would be weird because it would be distracting because it'd be like they wouldn't be in unison. You know, they'd be, it would just be like, like a sea of lights. Like, it would be like these people that have like the tacky Christmas trees. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> like a bunch of lightning bugs i don't yes I, I don't want the jawas to blink but like i feel like instead of blinking like they should just animate the jawas with like those like really huge lashes and they just have these luscious <laughs> lashes that like drip down and open when they blink <laughs> you know you know you know what's funny is I, like what was uh, kind of disturbing for me was when i reviewed that sideshow one six scale jawa and like you could take their hoods off and see that their heads are like wrapped in this cloth and i remember thinking to myself like i don't like this i don't like this yeah. one bit yeah, like just conceptually. Like that's not the impression I get of them. Like the hood is just, you know, it's dark in there. Like you yes. can't, you just can't see. Yes, is, is, is my impression. Yes, and I remember toys did that. Like Kenner was doing Correct. that, and, it, and it's it's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. There's um, a bunch of that in Star Wars for me. I don't know why that's a thing. Like I said, like I want to see what's under Darth Vader's helmet. I want to see what's under the Jabba's mask. Like like what do those sand people look like underneath their? So I agree, but I think that the lesson to be learned there is that what you get is Humpty Dumpty, a mummy face. And you know what I mean? Like that it's that like the, the, the allure of it is the wanting to know, not the knowing. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Uh, hold on a second. I just got to turn. Somebody's calling me. I just had to tell them that now was not a good time. Um, let's continue the, uh, moving on to the prequel era. Do you remember the trailer for episode one? Yeah, so at that point, I was in either middle school or I had just started high school, and I remember we had like a like a computer class. Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> That's not possible. Uh, it 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 was a real thing, you know. It's not all uh, you know covered wagons. No, 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 not that. I mean, you guys well, had the you guys invented the Oregon Trail, I'd imagine. But but the um, <laughs> but, but but the uh the 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 timing doesn't line up. If you were born in eighty one, you were born in January eighty one. I was born in December of eighty, and ninety nine. I had graduated high school. Yep. Is ninety nine when episode one came out? Yeah. So yeah, so so the shifting of it, the 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 memories wrong. Like I was definitely in high school at the time, so it must have been either either my senior year or the year before. But like we definitely, it was there was a computer class okay. at school, and I remember like they had a pretty decent internet connection at the time. And we, I, I when it when the trailer dropped, like we went in and started the download, and like I think maybe by the end of the day, <laughs> and like everybody in the class was like just crowded like around the computer watching the super tiny super tiny window for the trailer <laughs> right right to, right. to be in, fair uh, too the the movie came out in 99 may may 99 but the trailer was you know quite a bit out from that yeah probably 98 yep. yeah yep yeah. yep yep uh and you know shout out to QuickTime. uh <laughs> yeah. for the oh, yeah. watching movies back then or movie trailers but yeah no like like i remember you know kind of everybody huddled around the screen watching it i don't i don't know why it sticks out to me but like 
like the bit in the trailer where they're like a communications disruption can mean only one, one thing, thing. Invasion. invasion. Like, oh, this shit is real. Yeah. This is going to be deep. Dude, where's my hot uh, toy CO Bibble? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, they couldn't decide if they wanted to do real hair or something sculpted for the beard. <laughs> so you're just going to have to wait on that. <laughs> uh I, I remember I remember the bit with like uh you know Anakin Skywalker meet Obi-Wan Kenobi like that shit like that hit me. I was like, "Oh yeah, this yeah. other shit's going to be yeah. in this." Like that's 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 awesome. Yeah. It's it's it was a very effective trailer, like for sure. You know, thinking about it now real quick just jumping into that movie, like CO Bibble is a fucking coward. Like <laughs> he, like he is a trash coward and, and like the, the fact that he was like he was like you must return quickly like all this stuff it's like dude like get a get a backbone bibble like uh, you know it's a get a grip on yourself man like, you it, know it's funny I always read that scene as that wasn't really him and that was a trap to lure her back well I think it was I think he was probably ordered to do it but like you know that's where you had to that, that you know that's the, it makes me think about like like if, if like if all of a sudden Joker pops up to Padme and he's like would you like to know which of them were cowards it was Co Bibble. <laughs> But like, <laughs> like it's just I don't know, man. A guy like just he he folded under pressure. It's like that's not who you want in any sort of position of leadership at your your planet. It might be part of the problem. Anyway, but also I think realistic leadership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're probably right about that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So continuing on, seeing the movie, how did you feel walking out of it? Uh so. Before, well, I, even taking a step before that, like I remember before, I, 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 in my mind's eye, it happened before the movie, but like they, they released like merch like before the movie. Oh, right? definitely. So I bought Midnight Madness. Yeah, yeah, I was probably, you know, at the time, I think I probably recognized like I'm probably too old to buy this shit, but like I bought a ton of figures. Like, like I remember, I don't think I bought any vehicles, but like I bought a ton of shit in advance of the movie. Oh, did like, you buy that that sea killer fish first? Was that is that what grabbed you? <laughs> yeah, it probably was. <laughs> I got it. Uh, Still have it. Like I did had Maul, I had Yoda, I had Qui Gon. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure there was like a little Anakin toy. Like, uh-huh. like I had all that stuff, and I was like, particularly like looking at Maul and like Qui Gon. I'm like, dude, these guys are going to be badasses. Like, there's going to be like a lot of deep explanation. This Maul guy is going to have a lot of lines. He's going to be the next Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Uh, and then I remember waiting uh, at, at midnight to go in and see it at the the theater that was in ter- in, in town. Um, like my gut reaction that I still remember leaving was like super happy, but maybe also sort of confused about what I had seen. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I'll never forget like going back to my my mom's house at the time and laying on my bed with my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and trying to make sense of the world. Like I was like, all right, so that if that is that, then that's the Republic, and that must be Palpatine, and this must be, you know, like in, in like working it all out in my head, because um, it is interesting to kind of juxtapose it against the sequel era where you have no gauge of where it's going, and you're, you're trying to make sense of where it's headed, as a as opposed to trying to make sense of how it heads into what you know, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's funny too because you know that like this is you've now seen the very beginning. You've seen, you know, two two movies deep later, the beginning of of what was the original trilogy, and you're like, how are they going to connect these two things? They've got you know, I've seen this. There's two movies left. What are they going to do? Yeah, especially you know with with Anakin being that young 
initially, yeah. you know, because none of us knew at the time that they were going to make this huge leap forward with a new actor. Yeah. Uh, I remember being upset that Maul was dispatched so quickly. Oh, my God. I had, like, yeah. I'd really warmed to that design and like the pre-movie marketing. And I was like, oh, like it was so good. Yeah, there's a tradition. I also remember thinking the Yoda puppet was kind of weird. Oh, for sure. Oh, it was terrible. For sure. Yeah. There's a tradition was... of like a series of disappointing events in regards to Star Wars. Like, you know, from. And they all have to do with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Boba Fett's death and, um, you know, Ewoks and Jar Jar and Maul's death and, you know, kind of like more and more like, like along with all of the great things there is also this like tradition of like you know pumping something up and marketing something a certain way only to ultimately let down the kind of fan base or consumership yeah you guys were talking about it i think like an episode or two before we're just kind of talking about the fact like every movie's got this thing that they're gonna market for it and i feel like that's probably been going for a while yeah one for the kids one for the adults yeah yeah uh I don't know if you guys, if this was a thing for you guys, but like, I remember like kind of like talk around the water cooler at school was like somebody, there was like a rumor. Somebody was saying like, like city is not necessarily being Palpatine. And I was like, that's gotta be people who just are not like not fans or not familiar with the original shit. Just not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. But like it had some traction and people were like, well, maybe that's not really yeah. who that is. Yeah. I remember some talk of that. I, I think that the way the movie is filmed, it's pretty clear cut. And if they actually did something like like there was the twist that um, he took on a persona or something like that to, you know, take power, like that would have been pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember the whole time I was like, nah, that can't be like that's that's definitely the emperor. Like that's that's definitely that's evil to be. twin brother. Yeah. You know, I it, could have, it. it could have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've talked about it on here before with the, the, the idea of that, like I knew Palpatine was his name, but I didn't know why I knew that it was his name. And around that time, I remember questioning myself like, well, do I have that right? Or now am I just imagining that that's his name? And you know what I mean? Like trying to make sense of it all. Yeah, I don't I don't know how it was for you guys, but like I feel like around the time, like the Internet still felt really new to me around that time. It's like I wasn't. You know, it wasn't like there's Wikipedia now where you can go and like just look up like everything about every obscure character that's ever mm-hmm, shared right. a, a bit of screen time or whatever. Like it was kind of like, yeah, like you had to get in the books. Together, like, you had to get yep. in the books. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, fun fact, like uh, in the lead up to um, The Rise of Skywalker, like my daughter, she's eight and like she's like she's aware like of the movies or whatever, but like she had never seen a lot of them. Right. And so we watched everything in order up up through and i asked her the other day i was like so you know we've kind of seen all these we've gone to the movie movie theater and we've seen you know the last one like which one's your favorite and she's like i like the one where anakin's a little kid and he's you know he he races around the like dude that movie like i know it's at the bottom of the list for rich people but for like little kids like that's her favorite episode one is her favorite movie yeah yeah, I mean, it, I mean, and that's definitely, you know, it's definitely, I think, who they were aiming for. I think they were aiming for children with that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like you. I thought Maul was going to be like the main antagonist that we were going to be following, and that eventually Anakin would have to defeat Maul. Um, 
and when he died, and I remember, you know, I've said this before too, but when he dies in in that movie, I remember thinking like, no, 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 he's not dead. He's not dead because he still has to say that line I saw from the trailer where he says, "Fear attracts the fearful." He still has to say that, and he hasn't said that yet. So don't worry, he's coming back. He's coming back. You know, like this the the the, the denial phase of it. Um, yeah, I was thinking. What's the what's the Monty Python and the Holy Grail where he gets the arms cut off? And he's just a stump just, at the end. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> yes. It is but a scratch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to I want to say around this time too. Isn't this when uh, like Rogue Squadron and Rogue Squadron Two kind of started oh, to pop God, up? That yep. shit was good. Yep. Yeah. Rogue Rogue Squadron was right about the time of Episode One. It was before Episode One because not much after they did put out like kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like they almost reskinned the game, and it was um that Naboo one that was not very good. Yeah, it's just like it, it wasn't bad gameplay. It was just not a good game. Dude, I played the shit out of Rogue Squadron. That yeah, me too, crazy. man. God bless. I would love to play that shit now. Yeah, we had uh, I think Tie Fighter for a PC, which I don't know when that came out. Like, that. <laughs> it's funny how many people had that shit. You know, that Gordon and I talked to, like how much of people's history that shit is. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had like the flight stick and everything. So it was, I remember, I, I think on an episode you talked about how like you get in it and then you sort of like end up lost. Yeah, I always like, ended I, up lost. I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, dude, and, like when I when I found the ship like that you were supposed to be attacking and like I could actually make like a fucking run at it, like I'd be like, oh yes, and I like and then I fly past it and I try to turn around to find it again. I'd be like, wait, where the fuck? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Uh yeah. So 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 were you did you collect any of that stuff too like the the three and three quarter Phantom Menace stuff? So for whatever reason, so I, so I, I I bought a bunch of stuff leading up to the movie, and then I remember just kind of having this like this merchandise like disassociation of like after I had seen the movie, I was like I just, I don't know I don't feel the need to buy any of this stuff anymore. Like hmm. maybe it was something to do with the fact that like. When before I knew what some of the characters were and what like what they did, and I'm like, yeah, like like I don't need this dude anymore. I don't need right. this dude's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, Attack of the Clones, how did you feel about that one? So, I'm pretty sure that I saw that opening night, mm. but like I don't remember the big deal that Episode One was like kind of really? like waiting like like i like i remember there was like toy lightsabers and shit like out in the parking uh-huh. lot in the line where people were waiting for episode one and like i do not have that memory of attack of the clones that, that was like i see it's different i went to the midnight release for all of those but there were people with lightsabers costumes at every single one like i i don't know i never for me too but for me too but i deal but i do think that it wasn't quite i mean it, obviously it wasn't quite as big deal as the return of star wars in 99 like the I mean, I remember like the you know it, it being on the news all the time. You know, like Star Wars is back after so many years with the new film. Like, you know that that Phantom Menace was just a different buzz than yeah probably any Star Wars movie since. Maybe with the one thing comparable being Force Awakens for the same exact reasons. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, how did you how did you like that one? Because that's another one that like ends up. Like, it's low on my list, too, but, like, there's plenty of room on my list between two and one. <laughs> you know, like, you could jam a lot more in that space because, like, I like it significantly more than I like one. 
Um, but I just happened to like it less than I like many of the others. Like, how did you feel about that one walking out? Uh, so my perspective on it was like, like, I remember liking it. Like I remember going in and, and, and particularly like bits of it. Like I was like, Oh, I like it. Like I'm really into this. I'm really into that. Uh, I, I remember, um, you guys always talk about like the scene with Yoda, like with the lightsaber. I, was, like, <laughs> I, I do not remember the scream, but like now I can't kind of see it. But like, dude, I thought that shit was amazing. Yeah, like, I, yeah I was, dude. Like, somehow this is this is this is what I didn't know I wanted, but like I really wanted this. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking Anakin was kind of a creep from the beginning. I was, I was like, I'm not into this. Like, oh, he, I'm not feeling this. That that whole movie's got creeper face. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't, I, the stuff on Genosis with like the droid factory, like I was old enough to be like, this feels like a fucking video game. Like this is weird. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I mean, all the three PO puns and stuff are a bit much. Yeah. And... I mean, three PO being used inappropriately kind of in that movie as like a thing, like him and R2D2, like kind of like a side conversation, but like, I feel like the droids were kind of done dirty in the prequels with the exception of like maybe some of the stuff R2 did in like the opening R- scenes. R2 like got to do things. Yeah. 3PO didn't 3PO didn't get to do terribly much outside of episode 2. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of funny now in retrospect that like the original trilogy kind of handles both of them well. The prequels handle R2 well and the sequels handle 3PO well. You know, I'll I'll agree with you with the exception of I think the sequels handle three PO well in the last movie. Uh, yeah, I, I like him. I like him a lot in Force Awakens as well. Like I, I, I mean, people joke about that arm bit. I yes. I I love that. Yeah, like it's 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 very true to him. It, like people, I, I, when people see it as cheesy, I, like I just it's just one of those things where it's like. Um, I, I just I I don't so like it's like if you're looking at like an abstract painting and somebody's like no it's about you know you and you're like oh man this feels like whatever depression and somebody's like no 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 it's about the crusades uh, between the Muslims and the Christians and in you know in, in a fight in a, in a world that's gone slightly askew I'm like well I don't see that that's how I feel when people are like no nah, these are dots <laughs> yeah 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 you know what I mean like I, like I, I I don't I don't get that it's similar to talking to Brink you know Brink uh when Lando pops up in uh Rise of Skywalker he he feels like he gets a very like on your left vibe from Endgame and like I don't see that at all and I even yeah. went back you know watching it for the second time and I was trying to see it and I just don't. I just don't I, get that. I think the thing there is that we saw like this large, you know, quantity of ships showing up in the trailer. So you already know kind of what's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. It obviously has to happen right about now. Yeah. It's about yeah. that time. Yeah. And I did get that feeling as Brink, but I wasn't bothered by it. Like, is there something a little cheesy about it? Maybe. But I think that's like the music and, and things of the moment. Like well, it, it didn't well, need it, to be that way, and, and I mean, it, cheese is a part of Star Wars. It, uh, absolutely, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, side note. But but yeah, I uh, yeah, I think three PO three PO definitely gets his life in the fucking in the last movie. But uh, but I like him in Force Awakens, and there's even there's like little things like uh, we were watching Last Jedi here uh, the day that Skywalker came out, and like there's a scene the scene with where Luke has. Uh, is walking around inside of the crate base 
and three PO is talking to him, and he's and he says like Master Luke, but yeah, he's no. and like in my head I'm like I think three PO knows he's not really there. Like you know whatever droid shit, heat sensors or whatever the case may be. Like I th- and then Luke winking back at him I think is a little bit between them. Huh. But anyway, yeah. um, I I don't know like like. I- but I I agree I, really that, I, I agree three PO is handled very poorly in the in the prequels like generally well, speaking I, I I feel like you know kind of like the droids as the comedy relief like was a thing that was established in the original trilogy and yeah. it felt like it could have been a thing that could have extended to the prequel trilogy that just sort of was never taken advantage of well I think they tried but they may have they maybe tried too hard you know my parts are yeah. showing what do you mean naked. <laughs> You know, and yes. you know, and and, and um, what a drag! You know, I'm quite beside myself or whatever the oh, fuck. Boy. You know, like the only part that I I truly love is when I love two parts when he's like machines making machines. Like there's something like there's something about like like his, his like body language. Like he's like shaking his head. Like what the like like oh what a, what a world we live in. And um yeah. and then of course the uh, it's a nightmare, which is like you know it's like commonly said in my home as like when anything goes remotely wrong. Um. So I, I love those two those two kind of beats, but but yeah, they, it, it is a, it is a bit on the nose. I feel like in the prequels, uh, you know, and even R two R two is always the one that kind of saves everybody's ass, right? But in the in the prequels, like he goes, like he's got rocket. Like I feel like he's just like like waiting for like the bazookas to come out over his head, and like you know, like it's, <laughs> it, it, it it does go a bit far. Um, it kind of makes how immobile he is in New Hope kind of feel like a eh. yeah, like dude, you're not even trying right now. Why don't you just fly? Yeah. Fly somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I do. I do remember thinking too, like, and, and I think it's something that's hard to like imagine repeating with something else. But like, like we were talking about earlier about how like I know they got some ground to cover to get to the point of a new hope, and I was like, I, I, I was catching myself. I was like, there's not a like what's happening with Anakin. Like this is interesting, and like some of the stuff that's going on with him. Like they got a lot of ground to cover Yeah, if this is all they're going to do with him in this movie to get me to Darth Vader in the next one. You know, I, I watched that movie probably the least of uh, the prequels, you know, as they came out. And I was so unfamiliar with it that for the longest time, I swore that the deleted scene of like Anakin having dinner with her family was in the film, like was convinced of it. <laughs> And then when I when I watched it, like you know, after like arguing with somebody about it, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit, it's not in there." It's just because I just didn't know that film very well. Um, and that's that's separate from the scene with like the space apple, right? Yes, yes. It was like a scene. It was like it was like he was having like breakfast or something with her family, I think. And then like he like he like he's like looking at pictures. It's a weird. It's a weird scene. Um, there's some interesting stuff in it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Gort? No, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm making sure that I haven't completely lost my mind and just made the whole thing up at this point. But like, um, it's on the it's on the DVD, the deleted scenes bit, and it's it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. I, I think that it could have benefited more from stuff like that because it's it does it, it's hard to understand their relationship in that movie because it's you know as Gort and I have kind of come to the conclusion of this, it's really about how George Lucas courts women himself um, by throwing <laughs> th- throwing half cut fruits in their face, probably. Um, 
slaughtering tribes of indigenous people. <laughs> yeah, native Tatooiners. Um, <laughs> bitches love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And, and, and slicing, slicing up the, the, the like sand puppies. Um, so anyway, uh, what about uh, how do you feel? I always like to ask this question. How did you feel about the prequels thus far, leading up to Revenge of the Sith? Were you in the? All right, I'm ready for the next one. Or were you like this? Better save this mess, boat. Like, kind of, kind of building on what I had said before. Like, I, I definitely, I left, I left episode two feeling like I'm, I'm concerned about how much they need to put in the next one to right. get me to where I need to be. Right. Um, you know, Anakin sort of had he, he, he and it's, it's a great moment. You know, the, the kind of the arc that happens with his mom and, and you know, him kind of going out and, and you know, slaughtering all the sand people, like that's a key moment, but it's, it's also really on the only arguably bad thing he does. Yeah. In the movie prior to, you know, everything that happens in, in revenge of the Sith. And so I was like, I'm, I'm very concerned that there's only one movie left and, mm, and yeah. he needs to become a monster in this last movie. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good point. So how, how was revenge of the Sith for you? Uh, so revenge of the Sith, like I, I'm, I'm, I definitely saw it an opening night. I remember having, I, I remember this one having the biggest buildup for me. Cause like I said, I was very anxious about like, what are they going to do? Uh, I remember not understanding like where the heck Grievous came from. Um, like who is this well, guy? Why is he coughing? Book in the care? comic and the show. In the, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say even in the movie beforehand, like it sort of felt weird about uh, like, Tyrannus like showing up like they're they're not being a whole lot of explanation for like him being the replacement for uh for Maul yeah and I feel like Revenge of the Sith sort of like began this trend in Star Wars movies of like we're just going to introduce characters that maybe we're either going to tell you about with media outside of these movies or we're going to fill in the blanks later yeah yeah um, and it's also like it's also like kind of the first time that it becomes crystal clear that he that george lucas even though he wrote and directed all three of those movies that he didn't have a clear vision himself because like you know the sifo-dyas thing and how poorly that was kind of thrown out there and then sort of abandoned and you know you could tell he just didn't have the time he ran out of time telling the story that he wanted to tell mm-hmm. yeah yeah i have a bit of a counter argument of sorts too um now, what you're saying about, like, the bad guys showing up, but I could say, like, in the original movies, the Rebel Alliance, when I was a kid, you know, going into Empire and then Jedi, you know, okay, where's where's the dude with the beard from the first Star Wars movie talking about the Death Star? And then you have General Riken. Never saw him again. Yeah. Mon Mothma, Admiral Akbar, you know, <clears throat> fucking squid dude shows up. <laughs> it's not a trap. It's just sham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I think uh, New Hope would definitely have benefited from some more Admiral Akbar in it for sure. I, I don't think any movie would 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 hurt with more Akbar. <laughs> uh, I liked all I liked all the shit with Palpatine. I still do. Like I I, I still think so that great. like that's his movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I remember not getting sort of how the shit in Palpatine's office. I at the time like like going back and like rewatching it like it it, it works for me a little bit better. But I remember at the time being like. The shit that goes down in Palpatine's office being enough to get Anakin to turn, like right there, just yeah, boom, like that's that that felt that way at the time, whether it was right, wrong, or indifferent. Like it felt like 
mm, this doesn't feel super believable as like, you know what? I'm very scared about my, my wife uh, dying. And so I'm going to, I'm going to murder children now. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> it's reasonable. Yeah. It's very reasonable. These things, you know, go hand in hand. Uh, so I, I had a big problem with it at the time. Um, but at the same time, like, in rewatching it and sort of like absorbing it more as like a complete story. Like now it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely up there. Probably in my top three. Like I, I really do like that movie. Yeah, I did feel robbed of like a real, like seeing more of Vader in the armor. Like I, for whatever reason, I went in that movie thinking that like, I'd get, you know, 20, 30 minutes of like Vader and Vader fighting and like just more Vader. Right. It didn't happen. No, it's, it's what they advertised almost. Well, it's yeah, certainly, certainly yeah, yeah. what they marketed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we can get into it later, but like, this is also kind of like one of the, the 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 starts of like the people dying for quote unquote reasons. Like, I remember being like, it was weird how you know Padme has the babies and then just like she's dying of a broken heart. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's also yeah. it's also super weird. That, like, you know, I, I can't remember who brought it up recently, but you know, Obi Wan dropping off the kid to the Lars. <laughs> you know, like that's super strange when you really stop and think about it. Like, hey. You remember the guy that came here that was the son of the woman your father married and kind of silently judged your whole family for about 20 minutes and discussed? All right, so l- bear with me here. He had a kid. Yeah, he had two, but we'll get back to that. He had one. He ended up being a monster. I mean, this guy's out here killing babies. He's yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking slaughter out there in the universe. You guys don't know. You're tucked away on this little sand hole. Let me, let me explain it to you. What I need you to do is keep an eye on his kid. I'm sure he's going to turn out just fine. Don't worry about it. Now, the Empire might come looking for it. And I know this isn't what you signed up for, but they're killing babies out there. Uh, I mean, imagine what they could do to you. But don't let it concern you. Just take the kid. Keep it quiet. And I think, you know, look, you do what you want. But in my book, Legacy and Lineage is important. Keep his fucking last name the same. You know, give him the honor of that. And just do your best to keep him under the radar. And try not to let him get to Tashi Station for anything, because once word gets out this kid is here, your whole family's fucked. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very strange uh, story. It's, it's probably the biggest plot hole, really, of all the movies, is the <laughs> fact that he keeps the Skywalker last name on <laughs> the same place, and nobody picks up on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but, but overall, how did you feel about the prequel trilogy? Uh, like I said, I, it didn't, it didn't necessarily end exactly the way I wanted, but like, it's, I, I, I love it now. I, I, I do feel like back then, like maybe having a little bit of disappointment and just sort of like not getting as much as I wanted at right. the end of it, but I, I, I like it. The, uh, did you get into Clone Wars at all? So. <sighs> I just watched Clone Wars for the first time maybe in like 2016, 2017. Uh-huh. Uh, so I didn't see it when it sort of aired aired live. And I, I, I do kind of feel like – actually, I take that back. There was like a like – a, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Gendy Tarkovsky, something like that. He did like the Cartoon Network yeah. like one. Yes. And I remember thinking that's garbage. Like like I couldn't get into that. Because, because of the, uh, st- the stylistically? Yeah, like, yeah. like, and and I liked Samurai Jack. Like, don't get me wrong, but it just it felt weird for Star Wars. No, I, 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 I I'm in the same boat, dude. I, and, and people give me shit for it all the time. But like, I'm like, look, it's cool, and what happens in it is cool. But it's just, it just doesn't fit Star Wars for me. Mm. Yeah, 
Shout out to IG units on speeder bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, that becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I like I got exposed to it later, and I was like, oh wow, this does so much to make what happened between two and three like it makes you look at it different. Yeah, uh, it, it also kind of makes you feel like what could have happened, like like what could have what what kind of story you could pick out you know, bits and pieces of things like, like really great storytelling in that series and be like, this could have fed into something really interesting in three. For sure. And I mean, like the, the Ahsoka relationship and the impact that that has on Anakin helps explain Anakin's disposition in episode three. It, it, it it makes his turn, his distrust of the Jedi, like all of that stuff, like is just in the Clone Wars, that, that plant bed is seeded, watered and lit so well that it really does help tremendously with buying into his decisions in three for me. Yeah. 100%. Um, the, the, I, I one thing that kind of does still stand out to me is like very strange is like the cycling of voice actors in and out at various points in the clone wars. Like the voice of Palpatine changes like mm. crazy amounts. And like, that's the kind of shit now as an adult that I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's that guy? Him. I didn't notice, but, all the other characters, like main characters anyway, were all consistent. Yeah, and then there was there was like a movie or something too that I don't remember if it came out before or during, but like oh, that had like actually that, Sam that, Jackson. Yeah, that had the actors in it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Christopher Lee also. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But they couldn't have that Frank As money. No, no, no. <laughs> but you know, I think a lot of those voice actors, like the 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 guy who played Dooku did a really good job in the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. Um Anakin too, even though it didn't quite sound like Hayden, it felt like him. Yes, it, it didn't sound like Hayden, but it sounded like what you probably actually want out of that character. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, the whole time. Yeah, you, you might. Know, be it right. would be kind of an interesting exercise to have that voice actor go through and maybe like try, kind of try to fix some of the the way the lines are delivered in some of the movies and see if that oh, would change and how you feel about it. No, it is because <laughs> I love you the most. The, um, <laughs> How did you? Oh, sorry. So then, at the conclusion of Clone Wars, we kind of get start getting into the the Disney era. Uh, how did you feel about the buyout? Uh, I was excited about it because I, you know, I'm a big fan of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I was like, well, if they can keep this shit tight, like they can do that for Star Wars, like this is going to be amazing, right? Like, like I I was into it. Like I, I felt like that was probably a good business decision. I know, you know, other other folks who are, you know, have know more about sort of like the guts of it. Like I know on one of the episodes you guys have talked about how, uh, you know, like, you know, Lucas didn't really do it for the money. Like it ended up being like kind of a vehicle to keep the folk at, the folks at Lucasfilm employed, uh, like employed. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember at the time being like, this is great. This is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, these new movies are going to be great. Uh, I like, I, I watched rebels and I liked it well enough. Um, and I feel like that was in the Disney era, right? Like that yeah, was kind for of sure. first. It is. It yeah, one hundred percent. Though, like, I'm always waiting for like a magic lamp to show up uh, for Ezra <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in Rebels. Yeah, um, I really like Tom Baker as the Bendu in that because uh, I'm a like a, like a Doctor Who fan. So the the voice of Bendu is like I think he's the fourth Doctor. Oh, okay. Um, and so that that was really cool to hear him. Like that dude's voice, like does not like he's a super old dude now, and like his voice still sounds the same as like when he was super young, and like it's very iconic. To hear it um and like the stuff like with with ahsoka and that stuff's great <sighs> that's like, that's great. 
it's some of the best Star Wars is probably those. I agree. The, the episodes. I agree. Um, and like the, the effect that they do with Vader's uh, voice, because you can hear the original voice actor for Anakin when he when he's got that like hole in the helmet. Yeah. Dude, shit's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that 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 is that last episode of season two of Rebels is hands down the best thing that Rebels ever produced. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really well done. What about the Force Awakens? Uh, how did you, really how, how did you, how did you feel Awakens. about the, how did you feel about the trailer to that one? We don't ask about that one enough. Like the initial teaser, the the, the we're home or the no the, the the one with the falcon the one with the falcon that also had okay. the the light and the dog like and then you saw kylo in the snow and it you know oh the, the first time with the saber yeah yeah and it's all real all of it uh yeah like i like i remember the trailer got me excited but i remembered like one of the things that i remember from it and i, I hope i'm remembering it right was it just it felt very light on um I don't, I don't remember there being a lot of dialogue. I don't remember there being a lot of like clues to kind of like what, what the story was going to be about. It was just kind of like a lot of thematic shots, a yeah. lot of like music. Yep. Um, it probably, it probably did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I think it was, it opened up with the Snoke. There's been an awakening, the dark side and the light, like, and you know, and then it had like BB eight rolling through Jakku it was like one of the first shots you saw. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And see, I, I think I think they had like a really cool like a like a sweeping shot of like the one of the Death Stars crashed in the sand. That I think was the, the Death Star. That might have been the Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been the second one. I can't remember. I can't keep them straight because I, I watched them so much before that movie came out. The two of yep. them. Um, what did you and, and, just a loop all day? Yeah, yeah, pretty much <laughs> in the background. It's fine. What did you uh, uh, What did you think of it? I I liked it a lot. Like like the stuff that JJ did really worked on me. Um, I, I get that folks had, you know, like some issues with it basically being like a repack new hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, none of the Ray controversies really resonated with me. Like I really liked her a lot. Uh, a phrase I've heard you say about her that I guess I hadn't really thought of as a way to describe her, but like makes sense. is like, she is very charming. Yeah. Like, she is. She comes off as just a really likable character. Yeah. She's like, uh, it's, it's, I, I mean, this sounds misogynist and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't watch her in those movies. So, hmm, let me be careful about how I word this. Um, <laughs> so when I watch the Marvel movies, right, which I enjoy to varying degrees, when I see Black Widow on screen, I'm focused on the story, but there's always this other voice in my head the entire time that she's on screen. <laughs> and I don't get that with Ray. With Ray, it's always like like your little sister that you want to look out for or something, or like it, it, there's something about her that's that is charming. It's like it's 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 it removes for me, and this is I can only speak for myself, and I'm 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 sorry if it offends anybody, but removing a lead female actress from a, a any sort of sexual standpoint for me says something about that actress when she's you know when she's attra- she's an attractive woman, you know. So like the fact that like I just watch it and I care about her. And what happens to her, and I don't want anything to hurt her. It says something about the the performance of that character and the writing of that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. It's, it's also, I think, it's the the disarming nature of those large beaver teeth that she has. Do, do you think she has large beaver teeth? I'm not sure. I, if I, I feel like she does. I, I don't agree. <laughs> like <laughs> when 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 she's like making 
faces, you know, when she's fighting, like you'll you'll see those teeth. But like I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. <laughs> well, she is British, right? Yeah, but she doesn't she, have yeah. teeth. Come on. Yeah, no, she's. I mean, she she's, nice she's, she's, yeah, she's reconstructed British teeth. And, and, and what's funny is when I see her. When, a lot of times when I see her in interviews and stuff, the the Black Widow voice does come into my head. You know, so like the fact that I don't see it on screen says something about that character. You know, let's not let's not drop those beaver teeth uh, right away because I will say going back to like seeing her in interviews and stuff, like it comes across a lot more when you see her talking in interviews. I, I, I've never. I'm now. You might have fucked that up for me. But next time I watch it, because I've never <laughs> noticed that. Um, but yes. So, like, let me tell you. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to talk about the sequels a little bit now. But um, as a whole, you know, um, I think that the Force Awakens is a good and enjoyable movie. Uh, but I think one of the problems with the with the Force Awakens is that it doesn't quite plant its feet in firm enough. And it's that that causes a lot of issues for this sequel trilogy as a whole for me. And it's not that I don't like the sequel trilogy. I do. And it's not that I love The Empire. I hate it. But I, I, th- I, th- I think that, like, the amount of questions that are raised there, like, where did the First Order come from? What is the current state of the New Republic? Uh, you know, who, what happened with Luke on this, on this Jedi Academy thing? What happened to Ben? Where is Snoke from? What happened to the, how did, are the Knights of Ren the other Jedi students that, you know what I mean? Like, yep. all of those, who is Rey, of course, um, all of those questions that are raised in The Force Awakens that I think make The Force Awakens enjoyable, you know, at the same breath. Like, I think it's like, ooh, like, let's, like this is interesting. I want to know more about it. Well, it, but it doesn't plant its feet firm enough in that universe to kind of set it on a particular course of, of answering those questions that by the end of it, I do feel unfulfilled in regards to a fair amount of it. Yeah, I, I think I think this this movie sort of establishes the trend that is in the the, the sequel trilogy of. We're just going to dump some stuff on you and we're not going to give you much to go on as to why it's there and we're going to fill it in with stuff and maybe in some cases we're just not going to fill it in at all but like we're going to supplement all of that information in other areas and i i completely agree with you i think probably the biggest weakness of that movie is the lack of world building right in it. the fact that there is such a time gap between jedi and that movie and that the stuff that i think the you know the the average fan sort of like fills in the blanks for for like what they think was going to happen after return of the jedi uh is not necessarily there and not explained yeah uh you know it's like i could buy that maybe something happened and the empire wasn't completely wiped out yeah but it's weird that there's something else and it's not the empire but like you don't explain what it is right and that stuff is explained a lot of it anyway in the supplementary material but you know if it doesn't happen on screen it doesn't count and it it doesn't it doesn't quite satisfy i don't i don't think you know it's weird now that i'm saying it i'm like well that's not entirely true because like i feel like it probably does satisfy the casual viewer and it doesn't satisfy the hardcore fan that's reading the supplementary material you know like it's such an interesting paradox uh so so i don't read much like I like I was, I don't read a lot of books. Like it's just I don't have the time for that. Nobody's ever but, accused me of being a reader. <laughs> one of the things, one of the books I did read, and I, I 
you're gonna have to maybe maybe Gordon, you can correct me if I'm wrong i feel like it was called bloodlines and it was like yep. a, it was a leia story that's the best one and it's a great book yep and the reason that i read at the time was i was like i need to understand more about this world you know essentially this gap this yep. world and it does it doesn't answer a lot about the first order but it certainly does give you at least a view into the political landscape 100% 100% that, that I feel like some of that information would have made a huge difference had you just gotten some of it in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and I, I also feel like there is a lot that uh, – I was talking to Joe recently about this. Joe and I just went to see Rise of Skywalker, and I do feel like there's a – I feel like the perfect way to have done this trilogy would have been for Ryan Johnson and J.J. to have done the whole thing together because I feel like Ryan Johnson really gets the Force – in as like every character that uses the force and the force he understands that tremendously and i feel like jj really understands the action adventure element of it and if like yeah. if the two of them would have worked together and johnson handled ray kylo and luke and jj handled um poe finn and you know whoever else like that probably would have been tremendous yeah huh I mean, you've mentioned it before, but I mean, particularly after watching the last one, it becomes clear that like maybe there was like some bullet points of like where we needed to get to at the end, but like there was not a solid plan. For, for- yeah, and I think that so like so here we go. Like I think I think that JJ had every intention of setting up Ray as Luke's daughter. I think that yeah. I, I think that was JJ's intention. Now looking back at it, um, or I, Han and Leia's. Or Han and Leia's, but even still, dude, looking back at it, I mm. really do think it was intended to be Luke's daughter from J.J.'s perspective. But he left it open so that it could be Han and Leia's, it could be Luke's, it could be, you know, anybody else, it could be Ponda Baba's. But, like, I think I think that Ryan Johnson set up stuff... Speaking of beaver teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Ryan Johnson and, uh, and, and had laid some groundwork regarding Snoke regarding where Snoke came from and his his kind of like that that symbol on the floor of the first Jedi and it's the army's called the first order and all, and the first Jedi looks like Snoke and like I think he had laid some groundwork there that JJ didn't give a shit about like and I think the the two of them thought that two different aspects of what this story was was the most important and I think that's yeah. where it it really it doesn't seem as cohesive as the other two trilogies even though the other two trilogies, like, because, you know, the, the people are off to say, well, if they, if they would just r- plan them all out together, it's like, well, look, dude, the, the four, five, and six weren't planned, and neither were one, two, three. You know, like, I, I think both of them had bullet points, but they, they were just able to tie it together, I think, a bit better than what this trilogy ultimately did. And I say that as a fan of this trilogy. I, I don't hate this trilogy at all. And the more I see Rise of Skywalker, the more I do enjoy it. Um, but. I think that it's seven. It's seven's fault uh, for not putting a couple things in stone from the giddy up. So, so yeah. So, what are those couple things that you sort of feel like should have been in seven that kind of like it, it tied in? You asking me? Yeah. Um, I think they should have explained where the first order came from. The, the yeah. Yeah, I think they should have explained who uh where looking back on it i think they probably should have told you who ray is yeah. um 
And I also think they should have talked about the current state of the Republic. And they could have left all of the what happened at Luke's school to eight and nine. Um, but like, I think those three things are what they really needed to lock down. And the reason why I say Ray, I don't necessarily think that that's the right choice. But thinking about it in the climate that we just live in today, I think a lot of the things that piss people off about Ray is that people started to convince themselves of them of their own theories in the downtime between the answer. Yep. So you know, I, I was you know even though I was I was open to to a number of different conclusions, like I was sold on her being a solo. There was other people that were sold on her being a Kenobi. Um. You know, there was people sold on her being a Skywalker. There was people sold on her being. Oh, Adam was sold on her being some kind of what, clone of Anakin, like some crazy shit. You know, um, yeah. So like, people got committed to their own sort of theories, and then it, it, no matter what the answer is, it's going to disappoint. I think that after eight, I personally think that the right move would have been to just keep her as nobody, and then have her and Kylo walk off into the sunset together. Um, but. You know, it's. I think that that's the only reason why I say they should have solidified who she was in the first one, just to not make it a thing. Because I don't know if you can make shit a thing anymore with like social media and all that stuff. Because it's just everybody's opinion is so readily available at the tap of a finger on your fucking phone that it starts to pollute the pool of creativity that's ultimately at, at the responsibility of the, of the filmmakers. Yeah, and I and I think really too, like even to your first point, I think just kind of getting some of that world building out of the way because the time gap is so big. Yeah, uh, yeah. that would have definitely helped a lot. Uh, there, there's, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, just real quick. There, there's people that I still correct, and I and I hate to be the actually guy. Is I hate it, but there's people, actually, but, but there's people that I still <laughs> cor- correct because they're they're convinced that Coruscant was blown up in Episode Seven, and that's not their fault. <clears throat> that's the filmmaker's fault. It, it's it's one of those things that's stated in the movie. Like if you're paying attention, you'll you'll hear it, but it's not clear. Correct. It's not correct. And, and they could have solved it real real quick. Like uh, like you know, like uh, they destroyed the Hosnian system. Oh, do you think they'll move it back to Coruscant? You know, s- s- settled. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, not even a name drop. I don't think is Coruscant even mentioned in any nope. of these movies. Nope. Mm-mm. Huh. And you don't see it. It's weird. I feel like you should see it in uh, at the end when they, they show Endor. No, but you know what? You know why they don't fucking show it? Because it's not in the fucking original trilogy, which is the only thing that Episode Nine gave a shit about. Yeah, but neither is Jakku, and they gave us that in That's place true. of Tatooine. That too. That well, but but they get you back to Tatooine. Don't you worry. Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. It's very or fair. some other desert planet. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Did we need two desert planets in that? No, three desert three. planets in that movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the, a terrible galaxy. It's all desert. There's no wonder there's moisture farmers everywhere. They need the water for all yeah. these fucking desert planets they got out in this fucking <laughs> galaxy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, we got we got sidetracked. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, I think we both enjoyed You were saying, uh, this is all to stem from you saying, yes, I also found Daisy Ridley to be charming. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, the... Halloween that year, they had costumes for The Force Awakens before the movie came out, which is really weird uh, because my daughter was dressed as Rey that year. Oh, wow. And I remember it being funny because like, we'd picked that costume out for her uh, and like we had no idea who the character was going to be since the movie hadn't been out yet and like she was into it. and like She's like, yeah, I'm Stick Girl. <laughs> <laughs> stick Girl. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Rogue One would be next on the list. 
Yeah, so so uh, I loved Rogue One in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like a lot of people, like it felt one. It was kind of like our first, I think, Disney era sort of return to the original trilogy era, right? Or like around that time. So it's like like we're seeing stormtroopers on the screen again. We're seeing you know kind of all this stuff. Like uh, a bunch of stuff in that movie resonated with me. I really. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care a lot about uh, Cassian. I didn't. I didn't really care a lot about the fact that I didn't care about his fact that I can't remember her name. Jin. Main Jin. Like I, just, I really didn't care about that stuff. But like, I got super, super into the stuff that was going on Jetta. Like, uh, like even though you know Saw Guerrero was not like a huge feature in the movie. Like I found all the, the scenes that he was in very engaging. Yeah. Um, obviously two tubes, the star, the star of the oh, show without a doubt. <laughs> um, the, the stuff with Vader, I mean like all that stiff stuff goes back to like my childhood and being like obsessed with like what's under that helmet. But like when they show him in that fucking tank, like float <laughs> and they're like, they're like, he, you got, you got company, buddy. We gotta get, we gotta get you out of the tank. We gotta hook up your arms. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, dude, I want to see more of that shit. Like show me, show me more of that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it it sat it sat really well. I remember leaving, and I'm like, this this was this was great. Like, I want I want to see more of this. And then the then it coming out on video at home, being like, I don't know if this is doing it for me on the second viewing. Like, I don't know I don't know what what's missing it for me. And then I just recently rewatched it. I'm like, no, nah, this is great. It's like I, I feel like I can't make up my mind. I feel like you're trying movie. to bring balance to Gort and I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. And a hundred percent like possibly the best few seconds of Vader we get in any of the movies has got to be him walking through that corridor at the end, which I know was like an afterthought right. for that movie that they shot that. But I was like, like I, I, I want to see a, a Vader series where you're seeing some of that. Shit. I can't wait for the special edition of that movie to come out and the rebels are trying to get away from him and he yells, no, <laughs> <laughs> or, or once they do get the plans past him, no, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'll tell you what that that, that, that I'll, I'll say to the day I die. Those rebel troopers are some of the best actors in Star Wars history ever. Like in yeah. that in that like the the way they look at him and then like that take it take it go. Like it's like I believe every second of that. I I love I love the stuff on uh, on on the beach. Like like something about seeing like like such a different locale in a star Wars movie. I like, agree. That really did it for me. I agree. I, I agree. The diversity in, in environment is super important to star Wars. And I feel like that's another problem with the sequel trilogy overall. But, um, but yeah, like, like there's, there's planets and shit that we saw for like a second in, uh, the prequels that I still think about like that planet that had all those bridges where the cities were built upside down from the bottom of the bridge. I'm like, what yeah. is that? Take me back to this place. I need to know more about it. <laughs> Whose fucking dumbass idea was it to build it like this? You know, but uh, but like either way, it looks cool. You know, it's very Star Wars. Just turn it literally turns it upside down. Yeah, you know, also, is- I also love that basically the Empire's database is like a bunch of Western digital hard drives like shoved into a rack <laughs> that you got to manually pull out with like a claw arm. They must have people like me in regards to their tech department. <laughs> Like no 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 look we're just gonna keep what we got here all right we don't need to get the newest and greatest thing all right this works fine just put it in the put it in the CD tower 
All right. Put it <laughs> That's in basically what it is. We had to. Have, we had to. My, my, my father-in-law made this storage unit for our CDs. <laughs> put put it in there. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that movie. I, I like that movie because it feels it's the only Star Wars movie that we have that feels like a Star Wars movie in a different genre. And I also think it's the only Star Wars movie that's really made with the intention of capturing mature audiences. Now, I say that to say this. I don't want Star Wars to be that, but I like having it every once in a while. Yeah. I think it's important to have a spread, especially when, you know, the, the you know, the movies are from when they started to where they are now. I mean, that's a huge range of, yeah. you know, people. In yeah, society. fans. Got to have a yeah, little something. For sure. Everybody. For sure, the and the if they fans are going to go for a more adult tone with movies going forward. If they start doing, um, you know, Star Wars stories, still, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. favorite name. Right. Um, but I'd like to see different genres still. Yeah, and and not dissimilar to how some of the Marvel movies are. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of genre play. Yeah, dude, give me a Goodfellas with guys from Jabba's Palace. Yes, yes. You know, I would love that. Um. Maybe maybe in a Mandalorian season we get something like that. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, solo. So we're skipping. Are we? Oh yeah, we're. Oh sorry, Last Jedi. I'm sorry. I mean, no. I know you secretly hate that movie. But <laughs> right, right. Come right, on, right, we got to right. talk about it. Right. If it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for all my Disney shill uh, money coming in, I would uh, I would just be honest about how much yeah, I hate but that does movie. does it outweigh the fans' toys money? Come on. <laughs> right. Well, I'm getting I mean, money. there's no way it could. See, I'm getting money from all these things that I have that I say I love, Gort. So it's hard to keep track of which one I love the most. Fans' toys <laughs> is paying me. Uh, Disney's paying me. Kathy Kennedy's paying me. So it's hard to keep track of all my, my checks and balances. And I mean literally checks Yeah, and just balances. don't let anybody know how she's paying you. Whoa, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it beats the chick that worked at Sears. Um, so... How did you feel about Last Jedi? So I have a complicated relationship with Last Jedi. Mm, Um, When I first saw it, I walked out and I was like, what the hell was that? (laughs) I wasn't expecting several plot points that came up in that movie. I'm definitely that person that I'm like, this does not line up in my head with the idea of uh, Luke Skywalker, Superman, and Jedi Jedi Knight and the trajectory I assumed he had. I felt it it felt weird that the first order had had this massive defeat uh in the prior movie where like you know the star killer base had been blown up like all these things and all of a sudden they have this new massive fleet that's chasing down uh chasing down the good guys like right after that happened um and and maybe that's just you know there's a timeline difference there and it's not made super clear in the movie but it certainly feels like it's just right after the force awakens no yeah it's, it's directly it after is. yeah yeah and, uh, so and, that, and you know, maybe a little seems- fair like star killer base gets destroyed but we don't really see much of a fleet there so you could figure they were yeah and snoke wasn't hanging there. out in the wrong place snoke wasn't there you know so like yeah. him not being there makes sense also like in showing up later yeah uh it did start out good with me with the uh I'll hold for General Hugs oh, bit God, like that. Yeah. Oh my god. General Hugs? Yep. That's a rough <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. you know, and it's funny, like I it, it's not even that it's any better or worse than some of the other horrible jokes that are placed in it. It's just it's just that it's like the first thing. Yeah. It just gets you off it's on like, the wrong foot. And and that movie opens with a very serious tone, like with them evacuating and everything and like 
you know, like it, it seems like they're in real trouble. And then the pose X-Wing comes in like very heroically and like everything is going towards this very serious tone. And then you get that. Your yep. mama's a tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Like, like that's, I think that's ultimately, you know, my, my takeaway from that bit is I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Uh, I, there was some stuff in it that just, it seemed weird to me, you know, like I, I, I appreciate the Leia and space scene a little bit more now than I did when I first saw it. But like at the time I was like, this seems weird and like shot weird. And I feel like there should be it, an explanation is, about this. It's shot weird. Mm-hmm. It's shot weird. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I loved Leia as a general in this. Like, yeah. uh, like I thought, I thought that was done really well. Like I thought the space battle was fine. Like I thought that was all, it was all, it was all fine. Um, the fuel thing still kind of messes with me a little bit. Um, and, and not even the fuel, but just the fact that like the way that, that the chase is structured as such that like, I can't go faster than you to get away, but I, you also can't catch me. Like it's kind of like when you're playing Mario Kart and like, it feels like everybody's going the same speed. So like, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no way that that works. So like, I, and like, I had a problem with that in the theater. Um, the stuff with Ray and Kylo was amazing. Like, yeah. like that's the best stuff in that movie. Um, I remember being super shocked when Snoke gets snapped in half. I was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah!" Like that's that's where that's what we're doing now, I guess. Um, I liked I liked the stuff between Chewie and Luke for whatever reason, and Luke and R two. Like that really, really resonated with me. I mean, m- most of the stuff that happens with, um, with like the stuff on Octu is pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Didn't care for tossing the lightsaber. Like I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but I mean, it just it all gets back into what I said in the beginning part is like expectations. I, I, yeah, expectations. Yeah. You, you know, I, I can get on board with Luke being the hermit. You know, and uh, but I had a problem with him. Kind of, it felt like him turning his back on Leia and Chewie, which seemed weird to me. Like I, I just I didn't I didn't like that. And I've heard you guys talk about it at length, but like. <laughs> I didn't read Luke as the kind of dude that I could imagine under any circumstance pulling a lightsaber on somebody who's sleeping and, and, and rationalizing that in my head. And I get that the story's told like, you know, there's your truth and my truth and, and the real and, truth is right. somewhere in the middle. Right. Uh, but like, I struggled with that a lot. I was like, that's, that's not, that's not my Luke hashtag. Not mm, my Luke. Which was a thing, which was a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's funny listening to you talk about it and what you got out of it. I was like, I I, I understand that. Mm. And going back and looking at it with a fresh eye, like it, it's one of the things you do with your channel. I think with Star Wars, which is nice, is like, there's so much of like the I don't like this. And this shit is horrible. And this shit ruined everything. <laughs> right. right. Being able turn. to listen to other people. Yeah, and being able to listen to other people's perspective, be like, oh, like I didn't really look at it that way, but now that I've heard that, like. I kind of go back and appreciate appreciate some of this. Right. I like I love the that he, you know, the the force projection and the stuff on crate. Like that was awesome. Like but that gets into probably my biggest problem with the sequel trilogy, which is you know, Luke does this amazing thing, but man, it just man, I'm tired after that. Like it gets super tiring like projecting myself somewhere and I just I need to lay down for a minute. Oh, I'm dead. So, so let let me let me jump in on that. Uh, yep. Because so Ky- this happens to Kylo too, right? Yep. And it happens to Leia. 
now Leia's we we both agree was, was more of a pragmatic thing. Like, look, we got to get yes. her out of this thing, and it's easier to get her out with a blanket over her than it is to digitally put her body laying down for you know footage we don't have. Um, so let's exclude that one. Let's exclude yep. that one. Uh, Ben's doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit right with me at all. Luke's, so Ben's doesn't sit right with me for the same reasons that you're that you're talking about. That like, it's sleepy. Now, Ray says a line when she heals the snake, the snake monster with the vagina mouth. Yes, Ray. Ray says, "I use some of my." I think she says, "Life force." I can't remember what she says, but whatever she says when she heals that snake, she, she definitely mentions life in what she said. So, like, she, so, like, so, if I were to extrapolate that to Kylo and him being hurt, injured at the end of his rope, and then using what's left of his life to save her, that that helps with that for me. But I'm I'm still in I'm still in your your boat in regards to that death with Luke's. I literally don't think it's that. I think. The same decision that Obi-Wan made in episode four, Luke makes in episode eight. I think Luke could have gone on surviving on Octu if he would have wanted to. Huh. All right. So that's an interesting perspective to take. Just like kind of like I've done my business is done here. Like there's literally to move along. Yep, there's not a higher level for me to reach here. The only way to reach a higher level is to ascend. Because Luke is the only one <clears throat> in the entire saga, and I would even say Ray included up until this point because we just don't know what her trajectory is as a character. Yep. But he's the only one that really, maybe I'll give it to Yoda as well, that really discovers what a Jedi should be. Because the the, the problem with the Jedi in the prequels is that they're not very Jedi-like in the, in the sense of being peacekeepers and peaceful and, you know, kind of Zen and, you know, the, you know, the balance of life and, you know, it's in the rock, it's in the tree, it's in the, you know what I mean? Like all of that shit, you know, they're, yep. they're, they're, they're way off course. And then Luke is trained by a member of that class. And then he kind of falls right back into the rhythm that was the problem with the Jedi in the first place. And that's why he removes himself from it. Because he's, I think in his head, he is correcting the course of the Jedi, which may be just to let them go. Because he doesn't really, I don't think he, in eight, I don't think he truly understands what a Jedi should be until he has that conversation with Yoda. Yeah. And then once Which he, is probably my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then once he has that conversation and he does what he does and he really becomes the true Jedi, like the last Jedi and also, in my opinion, as far as what we've seen on screen, the first Jedi, he's like, look, there's, no, there's nowhere I've reached. I've, it's like when you play a video game and you reach 100%. It's like, all right, well, that's it. You turn the game off. There's nothing else to do. Uh, you know, but also if you zoom in on his face, he just sort of looks like he, he's had a lot of Taco Bell and well, I think he's got to get that out of his system right now. <laughs> I think it took a lot out of him, yeah. but like he doesn't lay down, you know, he gets, yeah. he gets back on the rock and he sits and he disappears. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's becoming at peace. Yeah. Peace and purpose. Yeah. That's what it's fun def- fact. That's also what I look like after Taco Bell. <laughs> 
You sit on your toilet weird. That's right. Um, I'm at peace. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, I don't know that. So I was thinking about this recently because uh, some of the conversations that I've been having regarding Star Wars recently uh, after Nine has come out and people saying like people that don't like eight having the conversation with those folks and them saying like, well, look at the end of the day, it's just the story I don't like. So then I've had to think about that kind of objectively and be like, well, look, is this a good story? Is episode eight a good story? And you know what? I've come to the conclusion that it may not be, but I just don't view star Wars personally in this like, uh, keyhole, you know, to, to me, when I'm watching every star Wars film, I'm watching it, in terms of how it relates to all of it. So I started going through my head and I was like, well, shit, if I take that approach to try to understand someone else's you know, opinion and point of view, if I take that approach, I see why Nine is so much more liked. Because it might be a more you know, exciting story. But my issues with Nine is the same reasons why I love Eight. It's how it plays into all Nine movies. And... So then I started going through like film by film and I was like, shit. I was like, Empire is not really a good story either. Like, yeah, you know, it's really it's it's don't get me wrong. It's my favorite Star Wars movie and I think it's fucking brilliant. But the story that that movie tells in a vacuum, independent from the other films, is kind of like they're on a base, they're found and they run away and then they get captured and run away again. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, like, w- whether you really like the movie or you don't, one thing that they did do effectively in that movie was try something different. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, like, I love all the old shit from, you know, 30 years ago, but, like, at some point, like, that shit's going to get played out, and you got you, you got to have something fresh, or you're not, it's, it's, it's going to be done. Like, yeah. that's all that there is to it. Yeah, I think that um, I think that him saying, you know, it's time to let old things die, I think is a is a is kind of a message to the viewers and, and not in the same kind of uh extreme sense, but just in the sense that like look, we we need to move this thing forward because you guys are going to get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, it's you know, the classic meme of I hate The Force Awakens, it's too similar. I hate The Last Jedi, it's too different. <laughs> um you know, yeah. I think it's complicated. I uh, there was something else I really wanted to add. To, oh, uh, so you know, Last Jedi is probably my third favorite Star Wars film and my second favorite saga film. And what would make that movie perfect for me? I've been thinking about this a lot too. Replace DJ with Lando, replace Haldo with Akbar, and have their mission be singularly defined on Canobite. And that movie's fucking perfect to me. Yeah, that would definitely yep. do. You know, would do would do a lot for it for me as well. I, you've mentioned that before too. It does seem super weird that they didn't use Akbar. As... Yes, yeah. like I I back that one a hundred percent, and I've said that. And I like like Lando. I could see him fitting in, and I don't think it would be a bad choice. But like I I I'd, I'd be curious how that might play out. Like so, I don't so they picture would, it as perfect as Akbar is what I mean. Well, so they would go in my head, they would go to like, you know, the, the guy with the red bouquet or red flower or whatever on his jacket yeah. would have been Lando would have been Lando. Mm-hmm. No guy locked up and all this shit just, Oh yeah, no, here I am. No, I'm still, I'm still doing business out here. Like, you know, and I'm also like, there's some bullshit out here. I'm trying to stop, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here making a living. Yeah. Also, I have a cane now. 
Oh, so I have a cane now because that's because I'm pimping. <laughs> and they call it like code breaker. And all I end up thinking is like, couldn't they just use R2? I've seen him do that. I feel like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was busy being powered down. So yeah, that's right. Well, they no. got to change his batteries. <laughs> no, not in that one though. Right. He was just busy on Octu, just hanging around. <laughs> that, I was going to say he was around, but like, he's just not around a lot. And I feel like in the sequel trilogy, it's like a running joke that like every time you go to see him, he's like powered down. Yeah. But he's like, like his batteries running low, but he there really a, is no battery. There's no point for him to be on Octu. Is there like, does he serve any plot point to be on Octu? He doesn't. Does I mean, he, he does. He, he shows he does Luke the hologram. The, ah, yeah. yes, and that is key. Well, no, it's not though, is it? Because that's not really what gets him back in the fight. It's a good moment. Yeah, it's a good beat. It doesn't um, get him back in the fight, I think. But isn't it after that shot is like when he's going to Ray and like, all right, training tomorrow. That's true. That's yep. true. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I think it pushes him over the top of yep. like, all right, I'm not okay. just going to keep hiding in my my barn. All right. I'll give that one to you, Gort. You win. You win that one. Um. All right. So, uh, so moving on. How how do you feel? Are you at that point? Uh, are you in the? I I you know, Star Wars is ruined. I don't. I'm going to boycott Solo. I'm going to. Uh, it's a Solo, a Soy Wars story. Uh, <laughs> like, are you in, in, in that nonsense, or are you are you like, eh, you know, not my favorite, but I'm moving on. No, like it definitely. I was like, you know, you know, they can't all be winners, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, there's enough good in this that. I, one of the things that you were saying, I think, in the lead up to uh, the Rise of Skywalker, that I I was feeling is I was like, you know what. It's very possible that something or a series of somethings in Rise of Skywalker could completely change how I feel about this movie. Yeah. And I don't think that really happened right, <laughs> necessarily. Right, right. But I it, you know, having rewatched everything before I went in, into it and kind of like thinking about stuff since, I you know, I don't I don't hate the movie. Like it's 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 fine. It's just not like like I said, you just didn't line up necessarily with what I was thinking was going to happen, and that's fine. I, th- I I think that's almost necessary. Um, and it's also fine to say you know this is not what I want. You know that's yep. that's that's perfectly okay too. You know like um, there's nothing inherent like like because that's kind of how I feel about Endgame. You know mm-hmm. like Endgame, I'm just like I think I, when when people ask me what I think of Endgame, I usually say it's a great movie that I don't enjoy. You know, I can see that, it, and like, it, it's just because it's just not what I want, and I just as a result, I have no interest in it. It's not like, uh, I, like I don't, I don't, I'm not going to boycott anything. Uh, I'm not going to replace words with soy or beta cuck or any of those things just to try to make it something about my masculinity. <laughs> I'm just going to move on with my fucking day and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous of those that do enjoy it because I wish I could, and uh, let's see what they got next. <laughs> It's, you know, you know it, and that's you the talk thing about in our society. It, you yeah. talk about it like I would say stuff about Rogue One. like Because I don't ultimately hate that movie, but it's very difficult to enjoy, even though I recognize the good things about it as much as I recognize the bad things about it. Right. But every time I watch it, I do like it more. Like, maybe that'll even be the case with you. Maybe. Maybe. And, and, yeah. and I think it's going to be the case with Rise of Skywalker for me. Um, but I don't... Like, Endgame, the problem with Endgame for me, right, is like it's like... It's like Man, like I, 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 I meant, I meant Star Wars. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I don't care if you don't like him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so let's move on to Solo. So, so you didn't boycott it. You didn't. Uh, you went and saw Soy Wars. Soy Wars, a Soy Wars story um, with Soylo. And how was that for you? Uh, 
Uh, it was it. It was fine. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I I remember walking out of the time being like, huh, like I, I guess that's all the things they were talking about. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I I love Chewie in it. Like yeah, I got great. a lot out of Chewbacca in that movie. Like in a lot of ways, I sort of almost feel like he steals that movie. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I. <laughs> It was a weird choice to me for them to open, for them to do the bit with, uh, with Maul at the end. Because I was like, up until that point, they were sort of keeping the supplementary material, even though it was quote-unquote canon. And the stuff that happened in the films kind of at arm's length from each other. Right. And I was like, if I was not who I am, I would be really fucking confused by that scene. Well... <laughs> Let me uh, dig into that a little bit. Uh, so, like, I, that's what one of the things I love about doing this show is like every time I finish doing this show with Gort, when I get off the phone with Gort, I'm always like, "Am I going to be able to do this show again?" Or have I said everything that I have to say? And then we do the show again, and I'm like, "Nope, I got more to say." So when, more. when I talk to people about Rogue One, right, and they're like, "I love Rogue One," the Vader scene, I'm like, "Look, the Vader scene is great." But that's part of the problem with Star Wars fans these days is we're not ready to let go of four, five, six. And there's a lot that they do in that movie that builds upon four, five, six instead of just kind of giving you more of four, five, six. And let's appreciate those moments as well. Yep. Now, let me say I say that to say this. The mall scene is exactly the same, but I'm I'm the culprit there. Like, I'm the one that's like, I love the mall scene, but I know it's a cheap play at my emotions, and it doesn't really inherently make the film any better or worse. It's just a thing to grab me, but it worked. It, like, that one really worked on me, where I'm like, yep, see, my time spent watching The Clone Wars was not a waste. It counts. It's now on screen. It matters. I love seeing Maul again. It's a little weird that his voice isn't the movie voice, but it's like Step Brothers with the Chewbacca mask. It's okay that it's not movie quality. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like, so like, I know I am falling victim to the same uh, tactic that was used in Rogue One. Uh, but it doesn't mean that, at the end of the day, subjectively, I don't love it. And even though I know that they're, they they had him turn the lightsaber blade on just to ram it down your throat, that nope, they might as well have said, look, no, it really is him. Watch, right, Maul, turn the lightsaber on, turn it, turn it on. <laughs> See, told you, told you, same guy. Like, and I know that's why they did that, but it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it any less. But I get, I get, I get why it's also jarring. At the same time, do you know what's missing from that scene? It's the same thing that C three PO says uh, in in the Force Awakens: "Is oh, you may not have recognized me with my red arm. You may not have recognized me with my new robot legs." <laughs> yeah, with, you may, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, you know there's, what's funny? What's go. funny about that movie is uh, now that Disney Plus is a thing, and we've got the Mandalorian. I'm like, you know what that movie feels like? Is that movie feels like? A quick series, or 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 probably should have been a series. Oh, I think that movie would have worked uh, on Disney a, Plus. Yeah, I think it would have worked a, a thousand times better as a series than it did as a movie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it if they brought it back like that. I'd be a hundred percent okay actor, with that. I mean, I'd be a hundred percent okay with that. Like, yeah. t- I still want the Jabba scandal. You know, like I still want to see that story. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, it, it feels like an area they could tap into. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they're not going to, if they're going to hold off on doing more movies for a while, I mean, they've got to come up with some content. Right. Crank up, crank up the soy. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate all that shit, but I, I, I just want to make this just in case anybody's I, listening to this for the I first time. I haven't seen that anywhere. Oh my god, dude. Anyway, um, I don't want to see it. Yeah, you know, no, you don't. You don't. Uh, and I and I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like anybody that says that I could beat in an arm wrestling match. I don't know why, but it's like one of the first things that pops into my head. Um, move on to the uh, to the, the, the Mandalorian would be next. I'm a yeah. little, we're, we're a little rusty with this with this element of the conversation because this is the only the second time we were able to have it. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of coming together newly, right? Right. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, and it's all done now. I mean, all the first season is done. Correct. So, how do you feel um, about it? I love that show. Nice. Uh, I. It 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 hurts it hurts my heart when you're like, I like all Star Wars, you know, like there's no such thing as bad Star Wars, and I'm like, you know, Mandalorian is fine, but uh, you know, it's it's not it's not great. And I'm like, no, it's great. It is great. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just I just don't agree. I, I, and I think it's good, and I think the last two episodes did a lot for that show. Um, yeah. But yeah. the first three and the last two yep. are it's all I need. Amazing. It's all I need. Uh, and I think any TV show uh, that's you know it's, they've there's 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 filler right like we gotta we gotta put some flour in this taco seasoning to thicken up that sauce. Yeah, I don't know if I feel um, that way, man. I, I think I feel that way about a lot of network television, but I don't know if I get that same energy from HBO or Showtime or and this is kind of where I put the Disney Plus stuff in my head. That may be part of the problem. Um, yeah. but, but but you know if you have your budgets this big and this caliber of writers and directors and stuff working on it it's like why do we have these middle three episodes when all you need it, to do is introduce Cara Dune? yeah it doesn't the, the thing that i appreciate is it doesn't drag on like i feel like say the marvel tv shows on netflix did like those that shit is just too long yeah like I agree. that there's shit that needs to be cut you know they need to cut shit there but uh it did you know the last two episodes to an extent sort of made me feel like all right well i can i can tolerate some of this other stuff because you know we're sort of telling some of the backstory of you know Cara dune and and all these different like like some of it's better than others i agree with you the worst one is the one on on tatooine like that 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 actor's hard to watch and that's the the, dave filoni one i didn't yeah see so that one and the Cara dune one the first one with her i don't love either of those but I don't have a problem with either of them. But I think that the Cara Dune one is weaker. Like, just oh, really? this very seven samurai style story. Like, it just feels like I've seen that one already. You go into the other one and you kind of know, like, this this kid's, you know, done by the end of it. But I don't know. Like, they, they're, they're just, they are filler. I think there's very little world building there other than pit droids are still a thing on Tatooine. Right. <laughs> and, um, robots in the cantina like the you know the droids are welcome see that's another, um, i feel like when i talk to people like, and they it's, like it's, that it's like such an odd thing when i when i talk to people and they like they like you know love the mandalorian and think it's perfect or you know whatever and i'm <laughs> like and i'm like well, what about that episode and they're like what well, dude you're back in the bar i'm like you're part of the problem you're part <laughs> of the problem yes and, yes and no like yes and no it didn't need to be the same bar but what's interesting to see is any bar and it's just kind of 
dead. Well, it's no, empty. So, there's no, there's no presence. Like I kind of, I kind of like that aspect no, of what I'm getting to yeah, see. Yeah, but don't, but that's, don't. That's the best I got. Don't misunderstand me, Gort. I'm okay with going to that bar and okay. seeing. Like I'm okay with going to that bar on that planet in that city with those droids inside of it, as long as the story around it is also good. Yeah. Yep. Or there's a reason for it, and it felt like that could have been literally any planet to tell that story. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's my issue with it. But, but like, um, but fucking Calum, I just want to give a special fuck you to Calum real quick because <laughs> because he just texted me yesterday and was like, "Hey, by the way, in case you forgot, Dave Filoni directed that episode of Mandalorian with this." <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, th- the thing that, that that I realized that that series made me realize is as important to me as it is, is there's something about the look of that series and the way the effects are done in it. You know, there's there's a, there's a bit more on like the practical effects and there's a bit mm-hmm. more of like it's dirty. There's a bit more of and it's just it's the look of it. And I'm like, that takes if something looks right to me in Star Wars, I can forgive a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that that series, like it just it looks right to me. Like it, it feels the most Star Wars as far as the way it looks than anything that's come out since the, the you know the the original trilogy. I would, I would, well, so I know what you're saying, but I don't feel like it looks the most Star Wars more like more than anything else. But I do feel like it looks the most familiar. Star Wars. Familiar is probably a good word to use for okay. that. Okay. All right. That yeah. that I would agree with, but um, I just can't. I don't want the familiar to constantly be a safety net. Now I, I say that to say this. I I enjoyed that show overall. You know, and I, I like like you. I love the first three, and I love the last two, and that makes mm-hmm. it more than enough for me to to buy into. And I also want to say that when, when when you're listening at home, and I'm like, look, I love all Star Wars. They're like my kids. They disappoint me, but they're still welcome to sleep here and eat here. Um, <laughs> That like in the same breath that my Star Wars scale is fucking different. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Phantom Menace to me is like the worst Star Wars film. It's probably I would probably put it at like a three or four out of ten. That being said, I've seen it more times than probably any other movie that's not Star Wars. And you know what I mean? Like this, my Star Wars scale is different because even a one on the Star Wars scale is going to be watched more, enjoyed more, consumed more, and talked about more than almost anything else in my fucking life. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're crunch time here, time-wise. So let's let's move yep. on to uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And, uh, and Gort, we're going to have to start getting a grip on how we move this show along because the two nuggets here added to the end are making a difference. Um, yeah. How did you feel about Rise of Skywalker? So I've only seen it once. I, I'm getting ready to go back and see it again, and like I, I want to see it again. It's that already probably is like as a movie. Like I I haven't rewatched a Star Wars movie in the theater since I think since uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like I I need to see this again. Um, I was all smiles through almost all of the movie. Uh. <sighs> So I followed spoilers through this cast, uh, and, and <laughs> so I was kind of ready for some of the stuff that came. Right. Um, you and I had had like some brief conversations about some of the spoiler stuff before. Yep. Um, but like it, some of the bits that I didn't like, like certain character beats or you know choices they made with which characters got some 
some of the screen time. Like there's there's a lot lot to love for me in it. I felt like the stuff with Carrie Fisher really worked for me. I agree. You know, aside from I'm tired, I die now. <laughs> uh, you know, I one of the things that like stood out to me is like I just I miss this, and this feels really good is the way they handled the droids in it like particularly c-3po mm-hmm. um you know it they were filling a comedy relief role and it felt like an appropriate comedy relief role I like agree. you know none of it felt like rushed or, or uh forced i guess is the right word mm-hmm. um you know i i didn't mind the fetch quests stuff you know as much as i feel like a lot of other people do i feel like do yeah that. you know we could have done with one less so let me say this, uh, just to piggyback on that, because uh, I, I do feel like we could have had one or two less. Um, however, the the whole like Pasana sequence of that movie is one of my favorite parts. Like when people are like, "Oh, it's two Indiana Jones." I'm like, I like, I, I like. To me, that's like a different. That's seeing, but see, once again, it's it's seeing something different in regards yep. to Star Wars, and it turns some people off, you know, because they're like, "Nope, there's no snow there for one." Let's start there. And you know what I mean? Like, it's like it, people just want the same shit over and over and over again. And, and it is kind of a different type of genre. It is more of an adventure movie in the first act. But, like, I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I, I absolutely, like, I, I loved all the stuff in there. I, I love, you know, it's honestly like the, uh, I felt like a lot of the monsters in Star Wars have been kind of hit and miss. Agreed. Uh, for a while. And I, like, I didn't mind, like, the vagina snake monster. Yeah, like, me, I thought it was yeah, fine. I liked him. He's been my favorite, probably, of all the n- new monsters. Uh, where where I need to see it again because I don't know that it's necessarily bad. I mean, I I feel like objectively it is bad, but like the end of the movie, it starts to fall apart for me. Yep, me too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I get overwhelmed when we get into, I want to say it's like the last 40 minutes or something. I'm like, I'm overloaded with what the fuck is this? Who is that? Who are these people in the bleachers? Yeah. <laughs> like, like why, so why is many? he missing fingers? Is he a clone? What's with the clone tank? Like, like it's just so much is thrown at you in that last like little bit. I'm like, lightning is your your, your hand lightning is killing spaceships now. Why do all the spaceships have Death Star cannons? <clears throat> like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of that is is explained. Just having seen it a second time, like the reason why his lightning is so much more powerful is because he just drained the energy from the Force Dyad, which is this thing that only happens in so many you know generations. Um, which I'm okay with, I guess. Uh, but I, I agree with you that to me it's funny because I hear like a lot of reviews like and 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 talk to people and they're like yeah you know it has for me it has a hard time kind of finding itself in the beginning but by the end of it it's like it's full steam ahead and I'm like the end of it is the part that I struggle with the most like as soon as Palpatine throws Kylo down the pit yes that movie takes a hard left turn for me and I, I, said I agree 100. percent and I said this on Enter the Realm, but like I, I almost, I almost imagine him saying, "Like that's a nice pit there. It'd be a shame if someone got thrown into it." Like you know, like, it, it's just like it's too, it's too much for me. And then like he, and then he comes out of the pit, uh, saves her. They give a kiss, and then he dies. But he's he's removed from the entire fight. She makes an X with her lightsabers, where in my head I hear X going to give it to you by DMX start to play. <laughs> and then turns him into whatever they turned the Nazis into at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then, and, and then she takes the name Skywalker, 
But I have a meme that's equally as good where she sees the ghost of Quadineros and takes the name Ray Quadineros. <laughs> and... did, did you see the Bat- what, Batman one I put up? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right. But, um, you know, and, and, and like all of that stuff, all of that stuff doesn't quite work for me. And I, I think that for me, and, and, and this show is not about me, and I'll have plenty of time to do this. I don't know why I'm wasting our time, but I, I can't stop now because I'm fucking committed. But like, if if Kylo survived in the, you know, this whole time I've wanted them to be brother and sister. That's what I've wanted. Mm. If Kylo survived and the two of them were just made the Raylo people happy and lived on happily ever after, that movie, it, it goes way up in my list. And I start thinking about like the possibilities of what that could mean and how I feel like it's a huge disappointment that they didn't let them let them have that happy ending together. Is that like it kind of ends as a tragedy, Star Wars? And I feel like I, I enjoy Star Wars more as a tragedy, but I think it should always have that happy ending of like a fantasy. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, it's like the Skywalkers, the Solos, and the Palpatines go on to make one bloodline. Like that is balance. Like there's that's that like, there's so much more meat to possibly have chewed on with that bone, but instead it's just her and BB-8 looking into the sunset with that old woman as a friend. Like, you know, I don't know. There's a there's a there's some corpses buried in the back. Don't look for those. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's I'm I'm 100 percent with you. Like to me, like everything in the beginning, like like most of the movie is great. Like I I really almost have no complaints. It's just when I get to the end, and like that's that's why I want to see it again because I'm like, I literally am catching my neck like snapping right and left, like because I just can't. It's moving so fast. There's stuff that is not immediately apparent to me that probably would make sense on another viewing that I'm I'm having trouble struggling with. And mm-hmm. you know the the other bit that you kind of started to touch on is like. I don't know how I feel about how this wraps up Kylo's story. And I feel like I'm worried that it's going to take something from my reviewing of the prior two movies about does Kylo really matter? Because like you said, I mean, you know, the the scene of of him essentially like, let's see how you like the pit Skywalker. Right. You know, he's, he's gone for basically, you know, all of the fight. And then he just comes back to be like, Hey baby, I got some lifeblood for you. You want some? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and then he's, de- you know, again, you just, I'm tired and I'm dead now. Uh, it, it's, it, it's hard for me. Like, like I would have rather seen them take him together. And yeah. if, if he, ha- if he had to die, he had to die. But like, dude, him and what going if, out as a hero? And what if that was them taking him together was the balance of the force taking? Like, you know, like there's a lot. Maybe. You know, like there's a lot that they I feel like they could have done there that they didn't do. If they they, they kind of gave up on that balance of the force concept, and you get like passing dialogue from Anakin at the end there, speaking to her, where he mentions he brought balance already, like you know, but but he but he's telling her bring balance like I did, right? Bring balancer. <laughs> but but like one of my one of my takes was, um, if she hadn't been dead, uh. You know, right there, like he came up and she died in his arms instead. But maybe that was it. Like, don't don't Ooh. bring her back. He is redeemed, or you know, redemption is brought to him. He's he's back on the light side. But you know, now he now he just lives out his time. Like he's got nothing now. He's got no yeah. family. Yeah, like, like I, I, I like that of, better. There's too. a lot of ways that all of it could have gone. 
I like that better too. And I don't, but the thing is, I don't know that I like any one thing better. I think I like all of it. I would have been happy probably any of these endings. I think that the only one we got is the one I'm least happy with. Yep. Really? Yeah. And like, like, I don't know, man. And like burying the, the, like, does that mean more to me if Kylo buries those lightsabers? Like, I don't know. And, and then is Why this... Why do we got to bury them? Hang it on a wall. Sure, true, true, true. And then, like, is, is like, not... Nine... Like, details. Looking back on these nine movies, you know, I start asking myself, like, is this a Palpatine story or is this a Skywalker story at this point? And... No, it's, a, it's a Skywalker story. Like, he's wrapped into it. You know, you could say it's hand in hand, but it's it's a Skywalker story. Because I don't really feel yeah. like 789 is this really a Skywalker story at this point. And I'll tell like, you, and I want to watch it more. I want to watch it more because when I watched it the first time, I liked it up until um, up until they talked pretty much on Kylo's Star Destroyer when they were fighting. Um, I liked it pretty much up until then. And the second time viewing it, I liked it up until Kylo with a nice pit. I liked it up until that point. Um, so with, I, with the conversation and the Star Destroyer, just. I think there's a bit of an awkward nature to it, but it was half of a conversation that's finished when the Millennium Falcon shows up to save her. If they finished that conversation and it was all just like him bringing out the rage in her, like that might have flowed better too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the, the other thing, and again, this is one of those things I want to like go back and watch again. It seemed super weird to me that Leia dies and then her body doesn't disappear and then it just disappears again later. <laughs> yeah, I, to me, it's like she's still holding on. Like, uh, and I don't know how else to say she, that. She's she's sticking with uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, and like, and to me that, that. So I think between any of the of the 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 flips, right? Skywalker flipping in three. Uh, Vader, Luke flipping in six, Vader flipping in six. Um, I think the Kylo flip in nine is the one that's best done because to me, it's like three things working in tandem. Like it's, it's Ray's healing and conversation. Mm -hmm. It's Han's memory, the memory of Han and it's Leia being with him in spirit. It's all three of those things working together to flip him. And and that's in his flip, but even leading up into it, he's been troubled the entire time, and we've gotten to see that. Yes. Where we don't get that with the other characters, it's very much the light switch flip. Correct. Light yep. dark. Correct. I agree. I think that seven, eight, nine, like there's certain things about them that may not ever go down in history as being regarded, but like they're probably the best shot Star Wars films. Absolutely. And they're probably the best acted Star Wars films. Without a doubt, <laughs> you know, and but like I don't think that people like I don't feel like that's part of the the conversation about them as probably as much as it should be. Yeah, I, I, and I've heard things about some of the acting too, like more with like Poe, and in some cases, um, uh, Adam Driver and and Adam Driver. You're not supposed to like his character, definitely in Seven, right? And. I think we don't like him for those right reasons because he's portraying that character very well as opposed to, you know, I hate to throw Hayden Christensen um, under the bus, but, like, like really, it was just such a poor performance. Like, even if you are supposed to like him at any moment, you can't. Yeah. It's hard. I love... I it's very difficult. There's a, there's a lot of writing of Kylo in 8 that I, you know, I obviously prefer over 7. Um, but... That there's one part in particular where like they force Bond for the first time, and 
Ray starts going into him on conversation, and Kylo's instantly only regarding the power. That's yes. all he's concerned with. Like she's like, yep. how how could you do it? You're a mind. And he's, he's like, can you see my environment? I can't see yours. Like he's trying to figure it out. Like I, I love those little hints as to what makes that character tick. Yep. But uh, yeah, no. Like I, it's overall I love that movie. Uh, I just like I said I, I I need to I need to consume the end right. more. I think to appreciate it, and I I, I think you know really the lasting the only real lasting problem is what does it mean for how it really finished out the saga you know kylo and ray's story oh the, just those two yeah 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 i get you i feel like the rest of it kind of like i got what i needed out of it as far as like finish i mean i would have liked to seen more nods to the prequel stuff i was kind of yeah. like i was convinced we were gonna see like a like a hayden christensen force ghost like i i i was convinced that shit was gonna happen i was yeah. like ah oh, it didn't happen yeah, I, I actually well, think it could have been more powerful to see a Hayden Christensen Force Ghost than to hear all of those different Force Ghosts. I agree. And well, Also, I, I was surprised I, they didn't use Luke much. Like, he had kind of his one scene. That was pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know that he needed to be in more either yeah, unless I he agree. came back at the end with everybody. But from spoilers, that was kind of the impression I had. A bunch of, you know, spirits were going to show up uh, towards the end. And whether they actually partook in anything... I think they were just going to be saying that inspirational stuff, but it would have been cool seeing them up here as they did that. Yeah. Um, I think just the stars is cool, but uh, spirits. Some people fear it. Some people hear it. (laughs) That's true. Some people just won't go near it. (laughs) Um, Well, look, let's wrap it up there. Um, Jason, thank you for coming on. Uh, It was a good conversation and got to pleasure. Yeah. Chew over some things, which is something I always enjoy. And uh, is there anything that you want to plug or tell people to f- follow you, or do you just prefer they not follow you? Uh, no, I mean, none of the stuff I plug is appropriate for general viewing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with another show this month. If not, you know, we'll be back soon. And we got to start working on an outro, too, because that one felt weird. <laughs>